and ghoulish captains to the M-Class Podcast Halloween Special. Lightning, thunder, lightning, <laughs> sound effects, foley. Yeah. Ah, 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 Three, three. That's the scariest monster. Three. We are the internet's foremost Star Trek podcast where they talk about butts on it. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm Butts Jones. Josh Butts Jones, that is. Josh Buttserson. Man, I do love butts. My God. <laughs> if you haven't listened to M-Class before, every two weeks we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media, pick it apart, decide if it's great or J.J. Abrams could have made that shit, and generally show our asses and have a great time. We show our asses? Uh, how did you know that? I mean, what? It's a visual medium podcasting, so everybody can tell. <laughs> Sometimes I do this podcast literally in my underwear. I'm wearing pajamas right now. so I have pants on right now. I don't know why. Yeah, why the hell? I don't know. What? Anyway. Uh, Sometimes I think they can like hear my dick if my like pants are on. <laughs> it's always slapping around by itself, so. Eh, yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, this week's episode of M-Class Podcast is all about uh, the Next Generation episode 5 of season 6, Schisms. Oh man, this episode's great. <laughs> it is a really good episode. And uh, you you know that because the teleplay is by noted sex pervert Brandon Braga. Now, uh, I think it's funny on the uh, Memory Alpha, there's the shot of Riker going through the uh, vagina. The portal <laughs> the, the, vagina. The space portal vagina, yeah. Yeah, and it's right above teleplay by Brandon Braga. <laughs> That guy wants to be inside of giant vaginas. <laughs> That's a good catch, Josh. Being high helps you see this stuff. <laughs> yeah, Josh is high on medication, everybody. Perfectly legal medication. I took the quill, baby. <laughs> so it's he's going to get real droopy as the show goes on. time will help you get your Z's. <laughs> So this uh, episode is directed by Robert Weimer, whose name is so close to being hilarious, but isn't. It looks like Weiner, if the M was a cursive N, it would be Weiner. Yeah, if only, right? Because cursive M's have three humps for some reason? Yeah. I don't know. We went with the one hump for the N and the two humps for the M. Forever? Yeah. Why did you fucking change it, Cursive Writing? Cursive was like, not enough humps, throw more humps in there, because they like that Fergie song. Fuck, I was going to make the same joke anyway. That's because I read your brain, because we're the same Shit. Guy. <laughs> uh, Robert Weimer wrote uh, like six or seven episodes of TNG, along with the DS9 episode Profit and Loss. Robert, or he mm. directed them. and uh, Direct, Yeah, yeah. Most notably directed Masks, my favorite episode. <laughs> uh, I was a- sipping tea and I almost spit my tea out. Because <laughs> that's the episode I wanted to watch for Halloween, but somebody was like, no, it's bad. It's too scary, Josh. I can't handle um, it. Yeah, the truth comes out. It's too scary. <laughs> this episode was actually written by a uh, writing duo of uh, Gene Louise Mathias and Ron Wilkerson, who wrote... Uh, six episodes of Star Trek together. Six of them total? Yeah. TNG, Imaginary Friend, Schisms, Lower Decks, and Lessons, and the Voyager episodes, Fair Trade and Learning Curve. 
Oh, I think we remember those. My favorite Voyager episodes. And Gene Ro- Louise Matthias. That's how I read it. <laughs> uh, also, apparently Ronald Wilkerson said, fuck you, Gene, and wrote an episode of Voyager by himself called Ashes to Ashes. Maybe she was like called in sick that day. It was like, I can't write any more of these shitty Voyager episodes. Yeah, she stopped writing after Voyager, so that tells you everything you need to know. Probably broke her will as a writer, as a creative human. She has no other writing credits to her name, which is very mysterious, Brandon Braga. You think that Brandon Braga is Jean Louise Matthias? I think Brandon Braga murdered Jean Louise Matthias. (laughs) This is now a conspiracy theory Star Trek podcast. Play the spooky music. (laughs) Do, 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 (laughs) do. I was gonna go for X Files. I'm glad you went for. Well, you've been watching X Files, right? So you're yeah. gonna yeah. The last yeah. episode I saw that I remember anything from had a very very racist voodoo magic in it. Oh yeah. And the yeah. one before that I remember had a fish man that lived in a toilet and he would bite your pee pee if you went pee in it. <laughs> the, the spookiest X File. That was the scariest shit I ever did. The pee pee biter. Oh, uh, Ronald Wilkerson also wrote a lot of episodes of Stargate SG-1. So there you have it. Have you ever watched that show? I never did. Yeah, so. I watched a lot of Stargate SG-1. I actually. only watched the movie. The Honestly, like I think the show's better than the movie. Really? The movie's good. I like the movie a lot, but I think I got more into the show because I watched it growing up. Yeah, it was on a lot. Uh, I think the movie is uh, Roland Emmerich's toned down probably one of his better movies because it's not so Roland Emmerich-y. That's true. There is a you certain know. Roland Emmerichness that comes with his movies that's yes. pretty low-key in that one. They got real Emmerich-y toward the end. Like, 2012 is like his Emmerich opus. Oh my god, that movie fucking sucks. Yeah, that movie's really, really terrible. Uh, um, tw- what is it? Did he do 10,000 BC? Did he do that one? Was I don't that know. A- I didn't see that one. I, that one's I like steered okay. clear of that shit. Let's look it up. <laughs> um, Robert Weimer, who did the, who directed this episode, uh, directed all these movies that you're definitely a big fan of, and you know, like yeah. My Seventeenth Summer, okay, Somewhere Tomorrow, all right, Anna to the Infinite Power, whoa, and Night Train to Kathmandu. Ah, those are movies that I am well aware of and love. Oscar-winning films by Robert Weimer. Uh, He also directed a lot of episodes of the television series The Adventures of Superboy. (laughs) How many years was that on? Like, one? I think that was on for, like, four or five years. TV shows didn't go away back then. Yeah, They they just stayed on TV. (laughs) Unless they were on Fox, in which case they got canceled immediately. Some things have never changed, really. Uh, Ensign Rager in this episode, uh, the the pilot, yeah, of the Enterprise in this episode, uh, she was in a show called Space Above and Beyond on Fox, and it was like a Wing Commander ripoff, but it was cool, like it was a really cool show. How long did that last? One season. It was great, yeah. and, and then they canceled it. It was an awesome show. That's what happens if it's good. It was they like, don't keep it. <laughs> yeah, it was like Battlestar Galactica, but like like Wing Commander, like they were fighter pilots and they would go out and like fight aliens and stuff. It was awesome. This uh, this episode has uh, at the beginning um, a poetry slam that Data slam is hosting, poetry. and uh, <laughs> number beep, bop, boop, beep. <laughs> number one, there's a really great fucking remix by Dan Bull that puts uh, the next episode 
by Dr. Dre music underneath Neck it. Underneath it, yeah. Which is fucking amazing. But well, that's uh, a great, all great I can think of track. when I was watching that scene this time is... Uh, is Captain Picard on a date with that engine Yo, that's in every fucking, episode? <laughs> I was gonna, dude, I was gonna ask you that. I've thought that ever since I saw this episode. I was always like, Captain Picard is on a date with this androgynous hottie. Like, she's like in this- every episode. She's an ensign. She's like, uh, she yeah. sits across from Data almost every episode. She's a yellow. She's a ye- engineering or something, or security yeah. or something. And yeah, like, she looks like Zool from fucking Ghostbusters. Yeah, hot as fuck. She's and- hot as shit. And Picard is apparently on a date with her? Yeah, that's what I always thought, too. I'm glad that you brought it up, because, like, I always think that every time I watch this, I'm like, yo, he's on a date with that girl. He's old as hell. He could be her grandfather. <laughs> you know, honestly, Patrick Stewart could be the same age as her in that scene. <laughs> he's looked like that yeah. since he was 12. I don't know. She looks like she's, like, maybe 21. In mm, that. That's true. She's young looking, man. He's on a he's on a very bad date, so it's not going to turn out well for him. She seems she well, I don't know. I guess it's because the actor who plays her like looks at him like she probably was just supposed to sit there, right? But like, yeah. she was like, "I'm just going to look over at you," like, and it kind of looks like that she's looking at him to get like like she's like talking to him, like, well, "Can you believe this shit?" Yeah, <laughs> you know but what I mean? like everybody is sitting next to their friend is the thing. Like, George yeah. is sitting next to Worf, and Riker right. sitting next to Troy. Yeah, and just randomly the ensign is sitting next to picard and she's dressed up she's wearing like civilian dress clothes she's like on a date dressed up and like you could argue that like Riker and troy are on a date maybe they're not on a romantic date but a friendly date or something sure they're they have a past you know sure she's looking (laughs) weird in this episode as well right like it's between the hairstyles they don't know what to do the next episode uh dr by Dr. Dre. Uh, no, the next episode is <laughs> the Q episode with uh, Amanda, the Q, Q Manda. Oh, yeah. And uh, Troy's hair is, like, all over the place on that one. Like, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> they don't know what the fuck to do with her hair at this point. It's, it's like... It's not long and it's not short, so they're like, I don't know. Like, what do we do? My wife Crystal's hair is, like, curly, and her entire life, none of, nobody in her family, like her mom especially, had no idea what to do with it. Because yeah. they all have straight hair for the most part. And yeah, curly that, hair is a curse. Yeah, that's like a something you just have to learn to deal with on your own, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I let mine grow in high school when I had hair, and uh, it it turned into like a dreadlock. Like one big dreadlock. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, straight out the gate, this episode is great. Yeah. Uh, it was one of two episodes that we were going to choose for the Halloween episode. Josh cast the deciding vote, and I'm glad he did. I'm, I think Schisms is perfect for our Was the other episode. one Masks? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Josh, you voted against it. That's a shame. Oh, weird. It doesn't sound... No, what was the other one going to be? I don't remember. Oh, shit. I, it was the one where uh, Raker is in the play, and then he, he like wakes up and he's in like an insane asylum, and he can't figure out whether he's like... He's that's the reality, or the Enterprise is the reality. Oh my god! Yeah, this one's better. I can't remember the name of that episode. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that one either. But uh, this one's better, I think. Yeah, we picked a good choice. They're they're really they're really good at showing you how tired Riker is based on his hair mess up. <laughs> oh, he didn't comb his hair. He's so tired. He's so tired, dude. That dude's sleepy as fuck. Look at his hair. 
I love that he talks about being on edge the whole time or whatever, but he, like, only says two things that are even slightly rude the whole episode. Yeah, he kind of snaps at Crusher, who, again, is looking damn fine. Oh, yeah, always. When I was watching it, I was like, all right, Jeff, all right. And, like, that sounds weird, because, like, I love redheads, right? But, like, she's not a real redhead, so. She is a real redhead, actually. I thought she was, they gave her a wig, They gave her a wig because her hair wasn't the right style they wanted. What? Like, she had, they wanted this, like, big, poofy, like, late 80s, early 90s hair on her, and her hair is, like, straight. And, and it's like a normal hair. She yeah. has, like, thin, straighter hair, and this is her hair in this episode. Yeah, she, she stopped okay. wearing the wig after season two, I think. Yeah. Like, she comes back in season three and wears it for half that season, I think. And then in the movies, they're just like, do whatever you want. You're yeah. blonde now. <laughs> her, her hair is like turning white at that point. Yeah, because like that's redhead that point. That's redheads, man. I think about we don't that get with to keep the, our hair. It gets it gets gray. It just turns gray. I, I think about that when I'm watching MythBusters because we went through a bunch of like watching MythBusters while we ate dinner. Yeah, and, that's a great show. Uh, Adam Savage starts out with like this fiery red hair, and like by halfway through the show, his hair is like white. He has like yeah. white hair and stuff. And I wonder, like, what does that do to your self-perception? Like, that you just change that much that quickly. Well, if you ever need a reminder as a redhead that you have red hair, uh, pull your pants down and look down. (laughs) It's pretty, uh, it's pretty obvious. I've heard that. I've, I've... You've heard it? I've heard that. Um, You've heard about it? (laughs) Like, I'm starting to get white hairs in my beard real heavy, and I'm not enjoying it much. I'm getting a... Uh, well, the fun part is the hair on the top of my head is vacating, mm. but the hair on the side of my head is turning, uh, like Reed Richards. It's very, Oh, you're it's getting like, like the white stripes? Yeah, I'm getting this, the, the distinguished gray sides. That's what I want. I want my beard to stay the same and for me to get right. the distinguished gray sides, but it's not well, happening you will. <laughs> well, when we fusion dance, you'll get that part sure. and then I'll get your top hair. Could you imagine how big the wiener on that fusion is going to be? It... <laughs> Then we definitely would need to wear pants during a podcast. They would hear the wiener. <laughs> They'd hear the helicoptering that we're always doing. <laughs> like a fucking Vietnam movie. Like a Huey landing. <laughs> like fucking, uh, I don't know, Platoon. There's it's a Vietnam Full Metal movie. Jacket. Yeah, there's another one. Forrest Gump, parts of it, I guess. Yeah, parts of that one. <laughs> So, uh, let's go ahead and hop into it before we take a break. I want to get through the beginning of this real quick. Yeah, there's a bunch of nonsense in the beginning of this episode. (laughs) Uh, Riker has trouble getting out of bed, right? And he, like, drags himself over to the sink, and he does that thing that people on TV do all the time where they look in their eyes, they pull their eyelid down. Yeah, and he looks at his teeth, too, which is kind of okay, I guess. Maybe you do that, but, like... I do not do that. If you do that at home, that's fine, but from my personal experience, it's strange. It's strange I don't pull my eyelids down. What is that gonna do? Still got veins down there. Cool. Everything's working. still in my head. All right, cool. They're not over there. They're in my head. (laughs) Um, the buzzer goes off on the wall, and he checks it, and he realizes it's like his third snooze. He's late. Oh, he hit snooze thrice. He thrice it. Oh, because why else did a buzzer go off to let him know that he's like fifteen minutes late or something? So you and I are both like crazy sleep pattern guys, yeah, right? For sure. I sleep through my alarm, like my phone alarm. Like I don't wake up for it. 
I don't set an alarm anymore. Like I work <laughs> all night and then I just let myself yeah. wake up whenever the fuck I wake up. Yeah, my I have that like gradual pretty sounds wake up going and I, I double up. So I, I set that one and then I set like the the blary alarm, the wake oh, up the yeah. fuck up alarm. You've run I sleep of, right you've run out of fucking time, get up alarm. Yeah. Yeah, that one. But I sleep right through the nice birds chirping and the music that plays. Is it like the Jeff and Josh shoot the shit music? Yes. It's exactly like that. <laughs> I actually just program our latest episode into my uh, my phone to play it to wake up. Dude, that'd be perfect for me because the instant I heard my own voice, I would cringe awake. It'd be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, like, well, my sleeping schedule's been completely fucked lately because maintenance comes to my house every single solitary day now. Yeah, you're having trouble maintaining your sleeping. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash podcast. If you love what we're putting down, <laughs> head on over to our web zone and put down your cash. Put your money where your mouth is or something. <laughs> I don't know. So, uh, Jordy and Data are working on charting uh, the... The Amargosa Gaspera or something. I remembered it. Diaspora. 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 That's what it is, is. yeah. But the Amargosa system is the system that they blow up in uh, Generations. Oh, awesome. Fuck these guys, right? There you go. They're not going (laughs) to be studying it for long because it's going to be gone. They're trying to study this cluster. This is Diaspora. And yeah, everyone's favorite character, Lieutenant Shipley, has been ordered to triangulate the sector points. He's in every scene in engineering, like we're supposed to know him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Riker comes in and apologizes for being late, and all I could think of is like, remember when Jordy chewed Barkley the fuck out for being late? And Riker yeah. just shows up and he's like, I overslept. You can't chew out your your superior though. I, right yeah, now, exactly. Be. I outrank you, so I overslept. That's my excuse, and you can't do anything about it. At least he's honest, and he's like, "Yeah, I overslept." But I guess like that's to like establish that like it really is a problem, right? Yes. Like you could take the cold open as just like him being like, "Uh, just this the episode starts this way for some weird reason." Yeah, I'm real sleepy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Jordy tells him everything they're trying to do. They're gonna. Uh, figure out a, a new way to boost the long-range sensor array using the warp drive. Sounds not like a good idea. No. Whenever I hear this, I'm like, this sounds terrible and dangerous. <laughs> it sounds like a terrible idea, and Riker is like, he hasn't slept in like fucking four days. He's like, yeah, do it, whatever. Plug it. it in, fuck it, I don't know. Yeah, we're going to run the sensor array through the warp drive, and then we're going to shoot BBs at it and see what happens. And he's like, yeah, 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 go for it. <laughs> shoot BBs at it. We're going to see what these BBs do to the warp core. All right. But uh, Data's like, excuse me, Commander, are you going to attend my poetry reading today in 10 forward? And yeah. Riker's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't miss it for the world. He's like, I'm looking forward to it. I love poems. And then, like, Riker and Jordy, like, share this, like, fucking, like, almost dickish kind of, like, smile at each other. Like, I wonder what it's going to be like. He's your friend. Yeah. Also, I always think that he could definitely hear them because he's a fucking robot. He's got super robot hearing. 
Yeah. He just doesn't care because he's got no feelings. Yeah, he's like, whatever. They probably meant it because they're my friends. Data reads his poetry and it's hilarious because everyone's falling asleep, especially Riker because he's super sleepy. Felis Catus. I don't know all of it. I wish I did. Felis Catus. That is, is your, your taxonomic nomenclature. Your endothermic endothermic, nature. Your endothermic quadruped, carnivorous by nature. Yeah. I know it because of the rap version by Dan Ball. <laughs> Damn, I should I should listen to it more. Um, <laughs> he he's owed to spot. It's a banger, and uh, but <laughs> well crafted banger. The audience doesn't enjoy it too much, and Riker keeps falling asleep. My favorite moment is Jordy and Worf slowly turning their heads towards each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love when Riker. Uh, <laughs> like they all stand up and clap for for data after his first poem or whatever and then uh in the middle of ode to spot like records like does that head nod thing and and uh like troy wakes him up and he starts clapping right away because he thinks <laughs> it's over that's fucking great that's like comedy gold man i fucking love it and everybody's real uncomfortable suddenly <laughs> and data's it's like fucking... oh you jumped the gun sir but yeah yeah Riker just kind of sits back down and sinks in his seat a little bit. <laughs> and uh, Ode to Spot is probably the best poem ever made, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think it is. It's the only one that I'll sit through. It's clever. I heard that. I heard people give that review that it's clever. Oh, right. Jordy's like, yeah, they were, it was clever. This was clever. This was clever. Yeah. And uh, now that we've covered the most important part of the episode... See you next week. (laughs) We are going to take a break, and we'll be right back after these messages. After the messages, we'll be right back. When you get hold of the Nintendo Entertainment System, when you master Rob the Video Robot, and meet the challenge of Gyromite... When you shoot the light-sensing zapper. When you play the system with the most arcade hits. You're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully you enjoyed those spooky messages. Halloween is spooky. (laughs) This episode's coming out a day before Halloween, right? Yeah. Here in Pennsylvania, we call it Mischief Night. Yeah, they call it that in everywhere. No, they don't. They call only here do they call it that. Everywhere else is all, all Hollows Eve. No, they call it Mischief Night in West Virginia no, too. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> I lived there. <laughs> no, that's only here, Jeff. Mischief okay. Night. They also only have Liberty here, so <laughs> we only have Liberty because Liberty can only be heard as far as you can hear the bell ringing. Oh well, I guess I also don't have Liberty. Well, they don't ring the bell because it's broken. Yeah, they would break it further, and then Liberty would be destroyed. Oh, God, what have we done? <laughs> so Riker goes to Dr. Crusher, who's looking mighty fine in this episode. Yep. And uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, I've been on edge all day. Get that shit out of my face! He's like, you gotta hold that. It's that little like little flashlight thingy that they hold up. I don't know, sensor it's array. It's a little sensor doohickey. 
Yeah. Doohickey sensor. And uh, he's like, I'm, it's a real problem for me that I need like a real solution to. And she gives him a prescription for a hot milk toddy. Yeah. Because that'll do it. Yeah. A recipe More from milk. Captain Picard's Aunt Adele. I didn't know Captain Picard was related to Adele, the yeah. singer. That's his Aunt Adele. She's 900 years old. <laughs> she's. Damn. <laughs> I bet she's looking good, though. She's still got the pipes. Yeah. Well, it's the milk toddies. It helps with that, too. (laughs) Uh, Zordy and Data and everyone's favorite, uh, Lieutenant Shipley, uh, work out their plan for the sensor array, and it works. The sensor output is heightened by 26%, and everybody's like, hey, this is the best. We are awesome. Let's go party. (laughs) <laughs> and they uh, get drunk and listen to Chemical Brothers for like six hours. Because <laughs> it's the 90s, baby. And they do ecstasy, which is now called space ecstasy. Yeah, and it's 100% legal. Yep. It's called Syntha ecstasy. And it doesn't ecstasy. fuck up your brain. Doesn't make you sad for like three days afterward. <laughs> I mean, what? (laughs) Josh wouldn't know anything about that. I'm just a legal boy. (laughs) Uh, Data's like, Jordy, how was my poetry? It seemed like everybody hated it. Jordy's (laughs) like, uh... uh, But I gotta go. (laughs) I gotta go fuck a holodeck lady. I'm sorry. And he's like, don't worry, I don't have feelings, I'm the stupid robot. And Jordy still, as I would, I think, in this situation, yeah. has a lot of trouble telling him the truth. No, you can't, you can't. That's terrible, right? You suck. You're terrible. <laughs> but yeah, he gives him some he... great advice, which is much better than telling him he's bad. That I always say that if, like, someone tries to do something and they're bad at it and they ask you for feedback, you should be giving them advice on how they can do better... Not telling them they suck. Yeah, like, number one, don't suck at it. Yes. Number two, be born good at something. That's better advice. No, number three, was Captain Picard on a date with that hot girl? Data, please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> While we were taking a break, Josh listened to the Dan Bull remix. Yeah, and dis- great. And discovered that uh, the ensign was touching Picard during this the scene as yeah, well. Yeah, she's touching. Like, she's like... Basically in his lap at they one are point. On a date, they're this is That's Star Trek TNG future lap dancing when you touch someone's arm. I mean, at very <laughs> least, they're just fucking afterwards. Like sure. maybe it's not a date, but it's like they have an agreement of some kind. You know, it's weird because like later on in the series, Picard falls in love with that lady who's like a science specialist, and she yeah, that doctor mean lady. Yeah, he can't be with her because she's his subordinate, but he's he's trash humping this fucking ensign all over the deck (laughs) i mean there is that part where they cut away and they're just dry humping on the couch which i was like wow (laughs) dry humping huh all right i didn't know that was still a thing in the future but all right cool (laughs) i didn't know i didn't know people over the age of 15 did that but uh Jordy tells him that he should focus more on what he's trying to say and not how he's saying it which is great poetry advice i wouldn't know how to put that into words yeah, that seems like a lot of work, though. He's a robot. He can do a lot of work. <laughs> what is he trying to say? That he loves Spot? Yeah, he's of trying to get he across does. that he loves Spot and, like, how he feels about it. But he's talking about his fucking taxonomic nomenclature and shit. 
He says something about Spot not being sentient, and I disagree with that yeah, entirely. Well, Spot isn't sapient. He is sentient. Yeah, he's sentient. He says you're not sentient. Yeah, well, at this time, I think, like, I, still to this day, I think oh, yeah. media uses sentient to mean sapient, and they're not the same thing. They're not the same, yeah. Like, sapient, sapient is understanding like of yourself. People. Yeah, yeah. Like, you have People a genuine thoughts. understanding of yourself like a human being does. Sentient is just being capable of independent thought. Yeah. So I don't know if I even believe that cats aren't even sapient. I don't know. I, my cats are pretty dope. My cats are dumb as fuck. They're for sure not sapient. <laughs> the cats who you see are dogs that you see growling at mirrors. They're not. No, well, like... But not all animals do that. Not all cats do that. I read a thing once that only, like... Uh, ravens, like there are only a certain Crows. amount of animals yeah. that can look in the mirror and recognize that it's them. Yeah, monkeys can, chimps, yeah. right? But like, my cat uses the mirror like a normal human does. Where like, if you're talking to someone and you're standing in front of a mirror, like brushing your teeth, you look at their reflection when you're talking to them. Yeah. If I'm in front of the mirror and my cat's beside me on the sink, she looks at my reflection in the mirror to meow at me, like a like normal not human at you. does. Yeah. Yeah. We're, like a normal human looks at my reflection and then meow at me. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's smart. Cats are not dumb, so that's just my cat nitpick of the day. <laughs> Put some theme music in here. Wow, la ba ba da ba ba meow. But yeah, he tells him he should focus more on what he's trying to say. Um, right. Uh, suddenly, like, there's a fucking explosion in Cargo Bay 4, and they're not even that shocked about it. They're like, oh, we should send some people down. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like, there's three people in there. I hope They don't even say this, but they're just like, oh, let's go. <laughs> like, yeah. like, they're probably dead. Those guys are dead, right? It's like, yeah, dead. Get a, he calls on the, on the uh, I'm fucking going to call it an intercom. Yeah, he puts the intercom one and calls down for a medical team to show up. And they're kind of just strolling down the yeah. hallway. They're kind of just like, a boop-a-doo. Here's the thing. <laughs> There's an explosion. People could have survived. Go yeah, look. I guess the thought is that, like, the ship's, like, really, like, self-automated. Maybe they're just, like, the fire's out and stuff. Like, who knows? Right? I, I don't know. But Here's then they get to the door, and they're like, don't open the door. There could be bl explosions in there. Yeah, don't let the explosions out in the hallway. <laughs> Keep them in. And, like, here's something I've noticed, and I think I've mentioned this before, is that Michael Dorn is supposed to be playing this big Klingon warrior who's, like, a, got a stick up his ass. And he's, like, a yeah. badass, and all he cares about is fighting and war and shit. But, like... When he walks, he does the most laid-back stroll I've ever seen anybody do. Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, to seem imposing. Maybe he feels like he's walking imposingly. He's I don't just know. walking, like, lazily is what he's doing. Yeah, he's not, like, he's not really, like, um trying to look tough i don't i mean how do you walk tough though i don't know i don't i never know how to do that you use your big muscles and you flex them when you're walking uh, oh i walk like the aliens later <laughs> <laughs> that's how i would do it when we weren't recording i was complaining about the little alien walk that they do and they walk around on tiptoes like <laughs> super not imposing at all 
<laughs> and they're click clacking away, dude. Old click clack over here. Click clacking. The click clacks aren't them talking. It's them walking around. Click, 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 click. They're wearing tap shoes <laughs> and high heels. They start going. And then swing, swing, swing starts playing. They all have top hats to start doing the can can. That would have been a great ending to this episode. I, I might have been on NyQuil. I might have seen that at that point. <laughs> I might have been like, when is this? I don't remember this. Whatever. Um, so Worf shows up and he's. they open the door and the three guys are just working in there and they all turn around like, what? Yeah. They're wearing their work pajamas. <laughs> yeah, they're wearing jumpsuits that look like they're from... Like TOS, they're like the same yeah. jumpsuits. I think that obviously that's one purpose. I guess they're just workmen, right? They're not the crewmen. They're not really like. Yeah, I guess officers. like if you look at like photos of mechanics during World War One, and you look at them now, they're wearing the same outfit. So. Yeah, but more yellow. That's true. The world was a lot more yellow back then. Well, they didn't invent colors till like the sixties, so. Could you imagine living in that dank, dark, black and white world? Uh, it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Everything would be like a movie. Everything would be like really meaningful. Like Sin City. To you. <laughs> yeah, everything would be very dramatic. <laughs> um, so they figure out. It's, they think it's probably just going to be a glitch in the eternal sensors that's causing this. Yeah. And which is quite a fucking glitch, right? Like, hey, there's an explosion. Right, oh, don't I, worry, it was a glitch. Well, that's what I was thinking about when I was watching it. I was like, this ship is like goddamn like state of the art. Like, what do you have to do to like make something fuck up in this fucking thing, right? Like, this isn't like a You like leave a, the hollow deck one for too long. <laughs> besides that. <laughs> besides making a Moriarty. That's what you do, dude. You leave that holodeck on too long, suddenly there's a Moriarty. <laughs> Next thing you know. Moriarty's running the show. Maybe that ties into something we did recently that people will be able to check out soon. Who knows? Who Maybe. Knows? Who knows? Um, so they're, they're just like, run a level three diagnostic, which I don't even think is the highest level. Ten is the highest? I think there's at least a level five. So he's like, yeah, yeah like, run McAfee on it and see what's up, and I'm going to bed. You got Spybot on here? Get Spybot going. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. Hope they don't get abducted. Yeah, hopefully. That's what they say every night when they go to bed. Hopefully I don't get abducted. See you tomorrow. I mean, after this, I would. I'd start saying it. Don't get abducted. After this, I would be like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. Hit me with that cortical stimulator. Yeah, I'd be like... <laughs> I'd be like, give me all that space drugs. Give them to me. Just put them right in my brain in case I get taken to another dimension and have to fight my way out again. <laughs> but yep. Riker asked Jordy to like stop by his quarters in the morning at 0700 hours. That's 7 a.m. for you non-militaries. We're definitely in the military, so of course we knew that. Yeah, we're in Starfleet. Duh. Well, Duh. I guess not the military. We're in the space military, which isn't a military. NASA, but on steroids. NASA, but with guns. <laughs> um, so Jordy's like, yeah, I'll see you in the, see you in the morning, boss. And he yeah. walks off. And he's like, if you're late again, I'm going to yell at you like I did Barkley. Bye-bye. <laughs> Don't be late, loser. <laughs> 
Riker drinks the the hot milk toddy, and he obviously doesn't like it. Like he which takes a like, drink of it, and he's like, "Which Bleh. is nobody doesn't like milk toddy. Like that's ridiculous, right? Yeah, that's they're like, delicious. Like that would make me like poop so bad, but it would be delicious at the time. You, but yeah, but you wouldn't. It wouldn't taste like poop at first. No, it would no, taste. It would like taste like awesome. poop coming out of my butt, though. Yeah, my, I know. My butt mouth would taste poop. Ugh. <laughs> What a strange thing to say. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, like, a second passes. Riker's trying to get to sleep, and Jordy like, knocks on his door. He, like, hits his ding-dong button. Beep, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> and Riker's like, who is that? Yeah. He's like, it's it's me. It's Jordy. It's 0700. And Riker's like, what the fuck? Yeah, he's like, then they do that commercial zoom in, and you're like, no! I gotta wait two and a half minutes. Here's the thing, right? Is um, the scary, spooky Halloween music in this episode is used very sparingly. Yeah, they should just go full blown spook music. Just so, like, scary as hell. They always do that, like like yeah. like scary, spooky sting uh, in everything. They use it in this very sparingly. They use it right here when Riker's like, "But I yeah. thought I went to bed." <laughs> and I was like, there? <laughs> yeah. Brandon Braga was like, put it in here. <laughs> Makes my nipples hot. Put and it in here. He's got alligator clips on his nipples because it's like the only way he can feel feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> he was like, maybe the aliens, maybe they're real big. Maybe they're real tall. Maybe they're real it? tall. And what if their vaginas were huge? What if the what if they are all women and they're real tall? What if they is, can we put that in the episode? Uh, I gotta go. I'll be in my bunk. I'll be in my bunk. <laughs> and he goes over to the Defiant set and just crawls up into one of the bunks. He crawls up the tubes in the Defiant. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm home. <laughs> he loves the Jeffries tube, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, he does. More like Brannon's tube. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gross. Worf is getting a haircut from everybody's favorite from Mr. Mott. Mott Mr. Mott the ship's barber <laughs> who has no hair <laughs> that's so great this and dude is an annoying piece of shit. He this, really this is, guy is super sucks. annoying to the point I where would the never other go. barber is like, Ugh. I would never go to get my hair cut. I'd be like, uh, I would make a barber holodeck program. That's what I would do. It's true. I guess they could do that. Give me the world's greatest barbers. Cycle. Uh, put in all the information from all the greatest hair hairdressers and barbers of our age. I guess here's here's the problem with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, purely hypothetical here, but of course you would have to turn off safety measures because normally holodeck stuff can't harm you or take anything away from right, you. Right. Right. What if? Several became... of the greatest barbers in history were psychopathic murderers. Yeah, what if it put in like Sweeney Todd, right? Yeah, like the, I it like downloaded like Sweeney Todd. Yeah, I don't want to get fucking killed by a Sweeney Todd barber. That would suck. So you got to be careful, man. You got to be careful what you're going for here. Yeah, good point, but I don't I know. I would go it might to the holodeck and be like, holodeck, make Mr. Mott, but incapable of talking. <laughs> <laughs> also, make him don't kill me. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't they ever ask that when they turn the safeties off? Hey, make them not kill me. Safety's off. <laughs> yeah, make them just not shoot us. 
Do you think Worf turns safety off when he's fighting against the Skeleton? Absolutely. That's part of the whole gig, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, for, yeah, I mean, he probably turns safeties off when he go, when he's going on vacation in the fucking holodeck. They're like, "All right, you need to go to the beach," and he's like, "Safety off!" And then he fist fights a whale. <laughs> he can punch a shark or like maybe drown in the real water. <laughs> you think Worf can swim? I mean, probably Klingons probably can do everything. It's they're true. like good at physical everything physical, right? So swimming is physical. The the uh, Discord yes. pointed out the other day that like Worf's son Alexander, uh, timeline wise is eight years old when he's a junior officer in Deep Space Nine and comes back looking like a teenager. He's eight. How is he eight? Like timeline wise, from like his birth date until then has been eight years. <laughs> what? So this brings to question. You remember the time Worf killed the kid by playing soccer, and he smashed into him with his big brain and yeah, killed him. Headbutts him. Yeah. Worf was probably six five and looked thirty. At that yeah, point. he was like he was like, you know, like those like little league kids, like the, the that they little league in. kids. Yeah, the kid, they're like the four, team. They're like fourteen actually, but they're like supposed to be like ten or eight or how, yeah. however little league is. Fucking! I just thought that was a very interesting thought exercise. Man, I got I got to look this up. I don't trust their math. I don't know. I trust the Discord implicitly with my life. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to be part of a Discord, go to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast and donate a (laughs) dollar. Yeah, for as little as a dollar a month, you too can tell us things to say on the show, and I'll say them without even doing any research. I'll just believe you. (laughs) Jeff will trust your terrible math. No but, questions asked. Uh, Worf tells Mott he wants a trim, but not like last time. Yeah, Worf is pissed. Can't get your money back when there's no money. And uh, Mott is very like demure about it. He's like, oh, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It was my mistake. Your Klingon hair is so luxurious. Yeah, he keeps chattering away. Man, I would literally lose my mind if this... Uh, I'd be like, Mott, please shut up. <laughs> I used to get my hair cut by a lady called Sexy G. <laughs> Uh, I can picture her, and she is not sexy. Sexy G, when she told me, uh, she calls herself Sexy G because she has grandkids, and she still feels sexy. Mm. So, Sexy Grandma. Sexy G cut my hair. Mm. <laughs> so I got my hair cut once. <laughs> Just Never once. again, though. Uh, <laughs> I hate going. I hate it. It sucks. I like getting my hair cut, actually. I'm always worried now because... For like three, four, five, six years, I got my hair cut by the same lady. Yeah. Her name was Sexy. Stormy Cheek. <laughs> Did we both get our hairs cut by porn stars? Stormy Cheek is a great name, by the way. But like, is that a real name? That is her real birth name. Her parents were hippies. Man. And she was perfect. She cut my hair perfectly, like no one ever did before. So I'm really like weird about having somebody else do it now, and I have to because I live in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I know. We don't anyway, have Stormy. I got my hair cut once in Huntington, West Virginia by this tiny little barber shop that I found by accident when I was just out walking around. Uh-huh. And I went in and this old lady was in there and she seemed super nice. She was this like grandma type old lady and she's like, I've been a barber for 27 years. And I was like, cool. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I sat down and she puts the thing around me, the cloak, which is pretty much strapping you into the chair. You can't leave now, right? Yeah, you're stuck there. You can't get up. 
and she immediately starts telling me about her dead husband and how much she misses him and how no one comes to visit her and how uh, she's oh, super boy. lonely and how she might have cancer and how... And I'm just like fucking like, oh my god, please finish. Please you, cut my hair. You look, you know what? You look a lot like my husband. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Why don't you come up to Sexy G's house tonight? <laughs> she was like, you look a lot like my husband. And now you're going with him. <laughs> and then she's and the down fucking, you, And you're like, program end. End program. And I like ran as fast as I could, right? I got to the yeah. next block and I turned around and there was no building there anymore. Oh, you got large marged. <laughs> and I went to the I went to the gas station and I was like, man, I got attacked at the barber shop. And they were like, there hasn't been a barber shop there for thirty years. And then the Star Trek sting played. <laughs> man, that's crazy. And, uh, what a that- crazy real story that didn't happen. I mean, that did happen on Halloween. Yeah, and then I got a Shasta. So, anyway. <laughs> That's the scariest part of that story, to be honest with you. Who the I've fuck never, gets those? I've never actually drank a Shasta. Nobody has. How are they still in business? Uh, no, not even. I was going to say Juggalos, but that's Fago that they that's, drink. Yeah, that's Fago. Which I've also never actually yeah, I've never had. had that. I had Iron Brew in England, which is like uh, jet fuel. <laughs> English Fago? What is that? It's like English Mountain Dew, but it's orange. And it's oh. like, they like outlawed it because it's like kills people because it's fucking terrible. And you were like, I gots to have some. <laughs> they gave it to me and I was like, all right, sure, why not? I drank some of it and I was like, this is pretty fucking disgusting. Yeah, they were trying to get rid of you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they were Go trying to large to marge your ass. <laughs> oh no, I look back and they weren't there. What the fuck? <laughs> You look down, and the can was just filled with snakes. <laughs> it just was a snake. Have I been drinking snake venom? <laughs> you, you look down, and the snake winked at you because you've been making out with him every time you took a drink. <laughs> oh, he was good at it. Snakes would be good at making out. They do have that long, slithery, gross tongue that you would love. Anyway, yeah, um... And, and their butt is a tongue. <laughs> ugh. So... Uh, Mott is about to use his scissors to cut Worf's uh, knot bangs, his like side thing. Worf's yeah. hair doesn't conform to normal shape that normal hair does. Yeah, he's also in between hairs at this point, right? It's not yeah. long, it's not short. His his hair is very strange throughout most of TNG. It's a like, wig. It looks I mean, that's much a wig. better with the uh, like the ponytail thing he gets in yes. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, that uh, that's what pe- like puts the whole thing together. Oh yeah. But uh, Worf grabs his hand. He's fucking pissed, right? He's like... Yeah, because he sees the scissors. Yeah, he's like, these scissors are like... I don't like them. Get them on my fucking face. And he do- he doesn't talk or anything. He just holds his hand there. And Mott's like, what did I do? I'll, I'll cut it right. I promise. Yeah, yeah. Mott's freaking out. And Worf just gets up and saunters away. <laughs> he kind of just walks away. And Mott's probably like, lost another one, old Motty. <laughs> You're never going to get out of debt like this. You're never going to pay off the triad like this, Marty. <laughs> Come on, Marty, get it together. <laughs> so Jordy is hard at it trying to figure out what's causing these sensor problems, right? We're still on this bullshit. <laughs> and uh, Riker's like, just turn those sensors off, dude. Just turn them off. Shut it down. And Jordy yawns. He's like, oh, I'm yeah. sleepy. And Riker's yeah. like, me too. Haven't been sleeping so good. Uh, we all need shore leave. Gotta go to Ryza and get our fuck going. 
Gotta go to Rising and get a million hours of sleep and sex at the same time. <laughs> sleep sex. Um. So <laughs> next up is a moment that is a little confusing for a second. And it, like, yeah. it doesn't really fit the narrative that much. This whole, like, technology isn't working thing that they kind of drop after the, a couple times. Yeah. Like, Jordy's like, oh, my visor cut out and I'm dizzy. And it's the second time today that Well, they happened. need a reason for him to go, right? Like, he yeah. needs a, his own problem. Yeah, couldn't he just get dizzy? Yeah, I don't know. I They, they kind of, like like use the visor as a MacGuffin here but it, it doesn't really work a whole it doesn't no. really work it's just like a a minor nitpick it's because this episode's yeah. great i got no problems with it but like they yeah. talk about technology kind of shutting down shutting down or like malfunctioning yeah and it's supposed to tie into the fact that the scan was incorrect but you don't really need that because the scan is the only part of that that matters and right. the scan is incorrect because like they're routing it through that conduit that's connected to the other universe. Right, so they're gonna see that eventually, right? Yeah. Like, it's not gonna matter that the scan doesn't work. Uh, but he does end up going to Doc Crusher, and she thinks there's a bacterial infection around his neural implants. Uh, she th- has never seen this bacteria before in her life. Which and is like, like, it's going fine. back to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably fine. We have a database of everything ever, but uh, yeah, I don't know what this is. Uh, whatever. Yeah, I don't know what this is. It's not in the database. Uh, it could be flesh eating, for all I know. I don't know anything ne- about it. Necrotizing but... fasciitis. But look, uh, it's my lunch break, so you go ahead and go back to work. You get going now, Jordy. And he's like, okay. Okay, Mom. I mean... I- I mean, space mom. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Doctor Crusher. <laughs> He's already out the door. Um, he runs down the hall. Um, Jordy comes back and Data's like, "Oh, did you not go to sick bay?" Yeah, I love this part. Jordy's like, "What?" Yeah, yeah. He's like, I've "I was there for like an hour and a half, dude." And he's like, "No, uh, according to my internal chronometer, you've been gone for nine minutes." Yeah, he says a minute and fifteen seconds. How yeah. long he's been gone? Yeah, you've been gone, like, a uh, very short period of time. And yeah. um, Jordy's like, no, nah, man, it's an hour and a half. Check it. And Data checks with the ship's computer and finds out that he's the one that's wrong. Yeah, and he's, like, kind of shocked. He's like, I'm I'm mistaken, which is kind of funny because you're, yeah, like... Yeah, because he's a computer. It would be right. like your computer not knowing the correct time. Right, which, man, got to run McAfee at that point. <laughs> That's what they're doing. That's what he does. He's like, I'll, I'll run myself McAfee. I'll be back. <laughs> and uh, back on the bridge, Riker is like, hey, take us closer to the uh, the anomaly out there. to the Because we're going to take, like, pictures. gravimetric readings. Sure. Gravity pictures. And uh, Ensign Rager is the one who's piloting. And she's like, oh, I don't know how to do this. Yeah, like the, she's like, the ship won't go in there. And it's it like, won't do what I press the buttons for. Kind of I'm sh- a millennial. <laughs> and Riker's like, let me do it. I'm a boomer. And he gets out of his seat. Yeah. I could drive stick. <laughs> and he sits down at the console, but like he immediately freezes up and does this weird thing where he kind of touches it a little bit. Yeah, he's like touching the edge of the of the computer console, and it's like 
Does he want to fuck that computer console? Yeah, did he just notice how sexy it is? Is that what's happening? Is he like, man, these retro futuristic curves are really doing it for me? They do it for me. I couldn't blame him. Better go to the holodeck and make a jerk-off arm. (laughs) (laughs) Just reference things we didn't even say on the podcast. (laughs) Well, we should have. Yeah, we did miss out. There was a lot of gold during that break that you, the listener, missed out on. If you want to hear it... You can go to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, and for as low as a dollar, uh, still not hear it, but we'll It's be gone there. forever! Needless to say, we talked about Cousin It jerking off your dicks. Yeah, so now you know, and if you don't know, now, now you know. Jordy you know. uh, <laughs> and Data find a subspace particle emission coming out of the conduit that they were running the warp core energy through. Did they find it at night? I don't understand that Because then it would be a nocturnal subspace particle emission Oh my fucking god (laughs) Future Josh when you're not on drugs Do you want to leave that joke in this? (laughs) I'm leaving it in Baby yeah, they, they find a glowing plasma conduit. And yeah, they're like, look up there, that thing's glowing. <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, it's glowing bright fucking blue, dude. Yeah, there's a couple of points in this when I'm like, ah, do you want to be near that or not? <laughs> yeah, there is a point when there's, like, a diamond shape in the middle yeah. of the cargo bay that's glowing, and, like, Jordy and Data stand a foot away they're from They're right next to it. It's like, yeah, I wouldn't be that. I wouldn't do that, but okay. Yeah, Maybe Data. Data can do it. but it's, That is a funny moment earlier when they're like, don't stand clear of the doors because there might be a million explosions inside. And they just yeah. leave Data to open it. <laughs> he just stands there. It's like, what? I'm expendable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he wants to prove how tough he is. I know it. He has no feelings, but he does have fragile masculinity. Yeah, he's very uh, <laughs> concerned about his strength. They uh, figure out it's a subspace rift, and the cool. energy that it's emitting shouldn't even exist in their own universe. Like, yeah, subspace tetrions. energies dissipate in our universe within nine seconds. Yeah, tetrions or something, right? Yeah, tetrions, yeah. And Picard is in this episode now as well. He's not just on oh, a date at the beginning. Oh, he's, he's back in- from his date. Cool. He's. It's been two days since his date, but they've been really <laughs> at it in his quarters. So yeah, it makes sense, you know. He's like, "Does this thing gonna pose a danger to the ship?" And uh, Jordy says, "Nah, not unless it spreads, which for sure it's not." Why gonna. wouldn't it? Like you have to assume it had spread, right? Like it didn't just yeah. like show up. And they all look at the camera, <laughs> <laughs> just for one second, and then look back to and each then other. They go back, yeah. The plan is that if it does start to spread, they're just going to beam the bulkhead out in space. Good plan. plan. That's a real good plan. Why? Um, So how? So okay. Like I'm not a astrophysicist or a quantum physicist, but like, how? Why would that matter? Like, why would beaming the bulkhead out take the subspace rift away? As far as they understand it at this point, it is connected. It's coming from that conduit. That's the original oh, point yeah. of it's his point of origin. And if they move the conduit, then it'll move as well. I would think it would just be affixed in space time. Like it wouldn't matter where it was, right? It could be in the middle of the ship, 
in the middle of nowhere. It doesn't matter. Well, I guess there's evidence against that because they're moving. The ship is moving at this point. Like, e- even if it's just moving, like, slightly, it's so huge that every move would be, like, obvious. Like, it would be... Yeah. It would be, like, on one point of the ship, and then 15 minutes later, it would be in another. I guess. You're right. Science, bitch. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I got told. Um, I did not mean to tell you. I got told about science. So, uh, Riker goes to talk to Troy in 10 mm-hmm. forward, and um, the camera never leaves their table. You're, you just know it's 10 forward because the table is lit from the inside for some reason. That's a sweet table. It probably costs a lot on Etsy. Oh, yeah. No doubt. It's like a, it's at least $1,000 to at get on Etsy with the lights. It, then you gotta get it shipped. Oh, God. It's a nightmare. It's a logistical yeah, nightmare. It is. I see so much shit on Etsy that I'm like, God, if I had the money, right? Yeah, no, it's the problem with that fucking website. You're like, this is really cool, but there's one of them and it costs five grand. <laughs> yeah. There's this, I've talked about it before, but there's this lady who makes... Um, did you ever play Link to the Past? Yeah. Do you remember the item, the Book of Medora, that you got to get so you can read signs that are in ancient Hylians? So you can yeah, get I remember the, the book, but I don't know what it, I don't remember what it looks like. It's it's basically just uh, it's a book that teaches you Hylian, right? Uh huh. And on Etsy, there's this lady who makes a book. The she makes a replica of the Book of Medora, and it has uh, see it. Found a key, it. yeah, it has a key in it that teaches you Hylian. So it does exactly what it does in the game. Well, fuck me. I need that now. Which How is, much is really, this? really fucking cool. It's not even that much. I just can't, like... Uh, this one has, like, rupees and shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. It's fucking... I want it so bad. And yeah. one of these days, I'm going to save up a little bit of money and get it, because it's How so much cool. It? I, mean, I, only saw I think the it's only, like, it. 35, 40 bucks. It's not even that much, but... Found it. It's a lot to me. <laughs> it's a lot to me, damn it. Damn it. <laughs> But, uh, like, Riker sort of explains that when he was sitting at the console, he suddenly had this, like, deep-seated fear for some reason he couldn't understand. He felt like he was trapped. Yeah, he got scared. And Troy mentions that this is, like, the third time she's heard of this. Yeah. She's been paying attention. (laughs) And uh, really, like, Troy is a linchpin in a lot of episodes because, like, her empathic abilities sort of, like, lead to the correct answer. Yeah, everyone else is just... Ding-donging it up, walking around, being <laughs> stupid. She's widely, she's like wildly undervalued in yeah. the fandom for what she's good for on the show. Yeah. Um, but she decides to bring all the people together in the observation lounge that have had these same fear responses from an object. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that it's Worf, Jordy, Riker, and some lady. She was at the reading. She's at the poetry reading. Yeah, so Data's poetry caused all this. <laughs> I think now we're sciencing. I'm so afraid of objects because Data mentions them in his poetry. And I'm afraid <laughs> now. Yeah, this poor lady though, she's probably like, why, why, why am I here? Yeah, I'm why not me, a, right? Yeah, like, I'm not a Starfleet man. I'm like, just somebody's sister that came along or something. Yeah, or like their aunt who makes hot toddies. <laughs> <laughs> That's why she's important on the ship, man. You gotta have them hot toddies. <laughs> they start to put together, like, a vague idea of 
what's happened, what where they were, or what's happened to them. What, yeah, what they kind of like dreams. shotgun in it at first. They're like, uh, they go, so they go to the holodeck, right? Is yeah, they, they end up in the holodeck. On yeah. like Riker comes up with this idea to use the holodeck. Yeah, to like gather the like see. So they go to the holodeck and they're like table make a table <laughs> it's like yeah. a wood ass fucking dining table right it, like, it, that scene starts out so slow but by yeah. the time they get to the metal table it starts it goes to get quick. creepy yeah. cause they're like now make this now make this now make yeah, this and, and like it, they're all being very affected by every yeah. time something shows up again like they're remembering and it's terrifying them and you can tell it's I remember really well being, done I remember being afraid of this when I was little I remember being like this is so fucking weird yeah <laughs> like, like you know, it's like uh, this scene makes the later scene look tame because what you're expecting from this is not really what you get. Yeah, the scene when you see the you're aliens not, and everything. Yeah, so this is like I mean, obviously, whenever this came out, season like 93, 92, 93, 90, whatever. Like alien, this is like the alien abduction thing, right? Like yes. they're like like we're being abducted. Someone's taking us. And, and the like, thing is, there have been plenty of episodes of Star Trek about aliens kidnapping yeah, somebody. Yeah. But it's always been like, oh, those Klingons took... Got me. Right. Took Spock or something. It's right. never been like, these faceless creatures beyond our understanding have taken us in our sleep. It's not the type of abduction yeah. we know. And they're not letting us sleep, and they're just like fucking with us somehow they're putting bacteria in our brains or something and chopping our arm off and just soldering it back on <laughs> i guess like starfleet could do that too yeah right? starfleet could definitely be grays if they wanted to <laughs> that would be cool that How would we... be against the prime directive <laughs> would it though <laughs> i mean okay janeway anyway um <laughs> But uh, I wanted to do it. <laughs> look, the Prime Directive doesn't matter when I want to do something. Yeah. Only when, when other people want to do things. Oh, uh, now who do we sound like? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is no. a really great moment, though, when like they finally put... Uh, they start doing the sounds in the room. Like, there's clicks happening. Yeah, they sound like those little like uh, cricket clicky things do you ever play yeah. with those when you're a kid yeah it's probably what they were actually it might the be, sound yeah. department did it yeah and they they all kind of like take a step back and they're all like horrified and jordy says i've been in this room before it's great that's a great line it's Frank so good says, we've all been in this room before yeah so fucking spooky it's you're getting super fucking too spooked out i had to turn the show off i take, take a break i had to get under a blankie with my teddy yeah. bear put it get a flashlight ready for sure, it was daytime, but I still had that flashlight. Yeah, fucking, yeah, dude. What if he turns the sun off? I'm fucking ready. <laughs> um, back in sickbay, everybody's being examined. Like, they realize something is really up now. Mm-hmm. And um, Crusher found, like, super raised serotonin levels. Yeah. In the hippocampus, which suggests that they were, uh, they had a neurosedative used on them pretty fun sounds like a good time yeah not when they're cutting my arm off and putting it back i'm not i mean as long as they put it back i guess but i'm you not would, i don't care for it I, I no i'm not gonna like it you can do it but i'm not gonna like it yeah, i don't have I'm, to i'm gonna give you a very poor review on subspace yelp <laughs> uh the arm surgery not not pleasant didn't need it one star did, yeah did not enjoy the arm surgery seemed needless arm worked beforehand <laughs> didn't need it 
Um, so they find tetron particles in subdermal tissues, which is the same stuff that was in the cargo bay and the same stuff that comes from subspace. Neat. <laughs> and Data has found out that he lost that 90 minutes earlier. Like, mm-hmm. um, he carbon and, dates his fluids. <laughs> yeah, he, he or finds out that his, them, or... he doesn't have a record of the warp core energies in his fluids, which, which makes is, you wonder, like, yeah, what's going what is on that doing there? to humans? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's sort of like a like a Star Trek-y, but also kind of lazy way to be like, a little bit, this yeah. is how Data found out, right? But uh, he was not aboard the Enterprise for that lost time. You would think that they could, like... Make data be like, oh my my uh, internal servos like are are affected by the the power level or something. I guess kind of like what they do, but like it could have been that like I found my like internal scanning system found traces of tetrion during that period. During that, that period, yeah, that would make. But more I mean, sense. it's it does raise questions about the warp core if you pay too close attention to it. But otherwise, I think it works fine. Yeah, maybe we need to look at the shielding around the warp core. Maybe put some on it. (laughs) Maybe put it behind a wall at very least. Um, (laughs) Picard asks the computer if anybody's been missing. And it turns out two crew members, Lieutenant Hagler, who we met earlier, and Ensign Rager, have been gone for a while. Yeah. The computer's like, shit, yeah, people are missing. It's crazy. I don't even know where they went, dude. I don't even know how they went. How fucking, like, like, how, like, ridiculous. I'd be pissed off if I was Picard. I'd be like, man, nobody knew that two people are, like, gone? (laughs) Computer, why the fuck didn't you tell me this? Yeah, this is, like, anomalous. This should have been recorded. Yeah, I guess the computer is just like, whatever, I'm just a ding-dong computer. (laughs) Computer's like, you did not ask. (laughs) Fuck you. The computer in Discovery when it's like, I can't do that. Oh, God. It's so dumb. Shut the hell up, computer. Um, (laughs) He contacts the bridge, and they order level four security alert with raised shields. And um, they're going to have to find the source of the Tetrion emissions in order to find out where their missing crew members are. Uh, But that kind of gets interrupted by the important part we've talked about a bunch. Um, Crusher's fairly shocked to find out that Riker's arm has been surgically removed and then reattached with a .02 micron offset. They couldn't even put it on straight. And Riker's like, Riker looks at the camera and opens his mouth and it goes boom, boom, boom. Oh my god, it's crazy! It's so scary. So so much Halloween is That's happening. That's a little Yodorowsky though, isn't it? Like opening the mouth and sound effects come out. Yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. But um, like they're working on the analysis still. They're trying to figure out like what the fuck is happening, and um, the Tetrion emissions that were just coming out of that conduit have created a rupture in space time. In their yeah, there's a body. there's like a wormhole now, <laughs> and they they put <laughs> like, like a they put like shields around it, like a containment yeah. field, and it's still growing, and they just have to keep moving the field because it's just gonna rupture the field if it gets to it. Yeah, this is when they're like, is this when they're like, can we beam it out? And they're like, nah, <laughs> nah, you can't you can't beam subspace energy. It doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, they're like, we can't get a lock on it because it's not here. It's like everywhere. 
Yeah, they're talking about that, trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do, and Worf is like, Captain, Lieutenant Hagler has been returned to the Enterprise. He is in his quarters. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, Rush, like, Rusher crushes... Crusher, Crusher rushes. rushes uh-huh. Down the hallway. She doesn't just saunter. She runs and uh, overrides his door, and he just fucking, like, passes out on the ground. I was like, did they take his lungs? Yeah, worse than that. They, they fed him they, Chipotle. <laughs> uh, I had Chipotle in restaurant once and had to run in the bathroom to get sick. Yeah, Chipotle will fucking kill you. Like, I tried to eat it, is the thing. That was where I went wrong. You you're ate su- it with your mouth. You're yeah. supposed to, um, like, try it. You're not supposed to eat all of it. <laughs> yeah, if you eat all of it, you're done. That's it. I like Chipotle. It's good. It tastes good, but uh, they give you six portions worth. Yeah, you'll just puke. From- you have to only eat one portion's worth, and figuring out where that is... That's on you, you, man. <laughs> that's all up to you. That's part of the game. It is a game. You're paying for the experience as well. <laughs> it's a 4D dinner. <laughs> doesn't doesn't stop when you're done eating. Yeah, the um, Lieutenant Hagler's blood is turning into liquid polymer. Which sounds fun. It's, uh, <laughs> I could not imagine how painful that would be. Yeah, What? why did they do that? Uh, they're, just, they're just dickwads. They're just experimenting on people for fucking fun, it seems like. Yeah, they 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 come back in Star Trek Online. You get to see these guys. What do they do? Uh, They're kind of... Uh, I don't know if... I guess it's not canonically, but they're attached to the Alachi. And uh, the Alachi are these like weird like interdimensional aliens that kind of like steal people for reasons and they're involved with the Romulans a whole bunch like the they the Romulans like use them as like like a like a sort of a weapon against federation sort of uh they just take people and they they live in like a, a upside down universe like from stranger things like the universe <laughs> is like toxic kind of they're in an episode of enterprise you can watch them Are in they that the alachi yeah. Yeah, they're not the they they these guys the click clacks they're yeah. kind of like a subservient race to them they're kind of like a worker race I guess yeah. if they're like insects is it right? their official name the click clacks like no I don't know I just call them <laughs> I don't I guess they're Alachi but they're just like click clack Alachi I don't know what yeah. they're I don't know Alachi comma click clacks <laughs> Alachi comma click clacks comma Metallica. Jordy <laughs> says that the subspace containment field isn't working. And uh, they can't beam it out into space because you can't get a lock on because Nothing. of nucleonic interference. Yeah, obviously. I knew that, Jordy. And they have hours before the hull ruptures. And I feel I may have just like misheard this or, or I was not paying attention. That he says five to six hours. Yeah, I, but then, I forget what then it is. Riker goes to sleep. He goes sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> No, they make him go to sleep. Yeah, but like, uh, all I wonder is like, are the click clacks like looking through the tunnel like a TV, like wait for him to go to bed? How would they know, right? Yeah, (laughs) who knows? Maybe they put a thing in him or something. He's going, yeah, you sleep, big boy. I love it. Go to sleep, beardy. (laughs) I love it when you snore for me. Uh. It's got a little, looking a little brown and Braga in here. (laughs) Brandon Braga played all the click clacks. (laughs) I like the click clacks. They remind me of me. 
I like it when they do their teensy tiny little steps. They figure out a way that they can close the rupture is by using a graviton pulse, but it has to be done from the alien side, not theirs. Sure, I guess. Why not? I don't not? know why, but it does. And I guess it's a one-way door? Who knows? Riker's like, look, uh, they're going to take me when I sleep one way or another because they've taken me every single day, which yeah. is kind of a leap, really, because like, yeah, what, if, you, what if you don't they know. stop? Yeah, you don't know. But uh, he's like, send me over there, keep me awake somehow, and Crusher figures out uh, using a neurostimulant will keep him awake. And you guys can lock onto my tricorder and um, use it like a subspace beacon, or they give him a subspace beacon. And they're going to use that as a way to beam yeah. their big bomb over. Their big, big bomb. Because they're in the multiverse, right? Like, they don't they're, know... Yeah, they're in... Like, subspace is apparently like a honeycomb. It's like a balloon that fills with too much air. Yeah, an infinite balloon that you fill with a honeycomb. Yeah, honeycomb of balloons that you fill with honey, and it it's explodes. a balloon that it's an infinite balloon that you pour honeycomb cereal inside. Oh yeah, sign me up. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> What's your favorite cereal, Josh? Uh, I like frosted mini wheats. Are good. Yeah, frosted mini wheats are good. Cinnamon life is delicious. That's true. It's true. Smacks are good when they don't mm. have E. coli in them. I'm not a big fan of Smacks. I like Smacks. They're they're underrated. People make fun of me for Smacks. I mean, you so can like whatever garbage you want. It's fine. I I'll tell you one cereal I hate that everyone loves: Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I can't eat it. I used it. to it, love it a lot more as a kid. It's like a little yeah, too much for me. It's now. a little much. I never had it when I was a kid. But then, so that's like, maybe I'll why. turn around and eat my favorite cereal, which is Reese's Puffs. <laughs> Yeah, Reese's Puffs, though. Yeah. Reese's Puffs, Reese's Puffs. Reese's Peanut Puffs. butter chocolate flavor. Did I put that in a commercial? I think you one did. Yeah, I think I did. I think we've talked about favorite cereals before. I also, it's important because it's I like really a food love, group around here. Um, I really love putting bananas in Frosted Flakes. Oh, that's good. It's I'll, fucking amazing. Frosted Flakes rule, dude. Yeah, Frosted Flakes are real fucking good. I'll, I'll like raisin awesome. bran a ton, like the two scoops, the extra raisins. I don't raisins. like raisins. I, I won't eat raisins. I do not eat raisins. Love them. Give me all your raisins at lunch, then. All right, I don't get any, because my mom loves me. <laughs> dude. My mom gives me real food, like tasty cakes. Real foods. <laughs> and she writes a note on my napkin that says, I love you, have a good day. I love you. Don't get diabetes. <laughs> Don't take Jeff's raisins. They're dog shit. I love raisins, dude. I'll eat raisins out of a box or whatever. Yeah, I like them out of a box. I love them in cereal. I'll eat a raisin. I won't anytime. eat them in cereal. No. You know what? I don't like it when people put raisins in like cookies cookies and shit get that yeah. away from me no that's that. bullshit like an oatmeal cookie with raisins like i'll eat it but yeah like, i'd rather just have the oatmeal cookie though. it would be better yeah it'd be better without the raisins like i'll eat it it's okay it's like i like brownies without nuts in them but yes, i'll eat them too. with nuts it's fine plain brownies are the best yeah absolutely and then like if there's peanut butter in it that's fine but yeah. if there's nuts or almonds or whatever the fuck people put in brownies I'll still eat it, Ch but you know, I'd much rather teeth. have not it. <laughs> yeah, Gotta I'm not going to complain. Baby food. <laughs> <laughs> I need my soft baby food for my baby mouth. Uh, like Worf comes up with a good idea. Uh, I don't remember what it, what it is, but I know that Jordy does shoot him down. <laughs> 
remember what it is either. He's like, use a homing device. Oh, we already talked about that. Yeah, they end up using the sensor relay emitter. So they do use Worf's idea. Jordy just takes credit for it. <laughs> Worf says his idea, and Jordy's like, wait, I have an idea. And he says the exact same thing Worf does. I have a better idea. Yeah, I guess I have to pinpoint which honeycomb it's in because it's infinite subspace, whatever. And they do They're that like by like following the signal that Riker's leaving behind. Yeah, and then but they don't have like a bomb. They just sort of bombard it with like some sort of anti-universe it's particles a, or something. It's a graviton pulse, is what yeah, they call it. Sure, which is like they're pretty correct about gravity being uh, waves. Because yeah, we just discovered true. that gravity is, is waves now. Did you know that we did that? Yeah, it's it's weird how like a lot of sci-fi concepts turn out to be real later on. Yeah, like, somebody pulls it completely out of their ass, and it turns out to actually be the truth. Well, they've been talking about warp drive forever, and and for a long time they're like, it's impossible. You need like the energy of the universe, and now they're like, no, nah, you wouldn't need that much. You could make it be like the energy that Jupiter puts out, and they're like, you could probably make it less, which is like crazy. No, use Jupiter. Just fucking shove Jupiter in this. <laughs> If you have antimatter, maybe that's what you need, yeah, right? Fuck but, about Jupiter, use it. <laughs> no, we need care. Jupiter. It blocks all those asteroids, dude. Look, give me them asteroids. Yum 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 yum. No. <laughs> Riker goes and lays down in his bed in his uniform with all of his equipment on and a gun. <laughs> Good and night. He, <laughs> and he lays there with his eyes open until he gets level. Like this is not how I expected it. The first time I watched this episode, I did not expect him. To be levitated, Keymaster style, or fucking, uh... Yeah. Uh, Zool. Yeah, Zool style. Zool in bed. Yeah, no, they they should have just cut to, like, him being in there. Like, they didn't show him. Like, the perfect way to do it is, like, he's staring, he, like, looks up because he hears the click, and then he lays back down... And he closes his eyes. Yeah. And then there should have been a close up on his eyes, and, and he then opens wakes them, up, and he's, and he's there. in the room. Yes, exactly. That would be exactly. scary as exactly. Fuck. But instead, he gets mystically carried out like a damsel through the space vagina. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go through the space vagina. And Worf tells Picard that Riker just disappeared. <laughs> he's gone. And uh, Riker wakes up on that same examination table that we saw. Actually, not the same examination table that we saw in the holodeck. They were smart about this. Like, they were. They. I thought about this too. Yes. They made it different, which is really smart because they wouldn't. How would the holodeck know exactly? exactly. Right. Like what whoever was like. doing like set. I think probably Michael Okuda was probably yeah. the one that was doing all the set design and props and stuff. Yeah, he's smart about it. Yeah, he was smart as fuck by creating like a second table that has all the same parts, but it's completely it's different. different. Yeah, because they wouldn't know how it would have looked. And completely. even if they did know, they w- they didn't describe it in a way that the holodeck would be able to recreate it that way. Right, right. Super smart. This is why Star Trek heads and shoulders above other sci-fi in my opinion they they care it's about the that little shit. it's the little things man um so he ends up in a room with a bunch of fish monks and they tippy toe around clicking at each other <laughs> walking around on their tippy toes and uh, he looks over and sees Ensign Rager is on a, the same table, and they do some really fun like camera work in this scene by having it like yeah. look very disjointed as it moves around the room. I kind of yeah. wish they would have stuck with that because like the the shots after this of the room are all like flat, regular angle shots. 
Yeah, they should make the aliens not ever be seen. Just have them be in hoods or something. Have them walk right. like normal or float. Have, that would be way creepier. If they could float, like, that would be cool. Slide from place to place. Like, they're all wearing Heelys. Oh, I'd be so scary. Heelys? Oh, this was before Heelys, though. <laughs> Dude, this is so long after Heelys. Wait, when were Heelys? Uh, Heelys were in the 2000s. This is thousands of oh, thousand years later. Th- this is like 400 years later. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So they ha- they all have space Heelys and they're sliding around the room. That'd be way cooler, scarier. <laughs> um, like Riker keeps like closing his eyes every time he comes. Like sleeping. they come around like oh, yeah. I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm asleep. Santa, no. I'm asleep. And um. <laughs> Jordy can't find Riker in subspace and they have like 14 minutes until the containment field breaches and like they pretty much have to send the pulse over beforehand because like if it doesn't work then they're fucked then they're all gonna die right so they gotta sacrifice it's the old gotta kill two to save everybody it's true there's there's something like that and something we did recently that people might be able to enjoy as well. Who knows? I don't know what you're talking about. They'll they'll know soon. Maybe they already do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm asleep, Santa. Anyway, um, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> it's what I do when I sleep. Yeah, man. Um, they're taking skin samples from Rager. And they all walk over, like, the one guy, he's the only one doing work. All the others are, like, slacking off, talking about fucking, like, who's hitting it on who, you know? Yeah, the water hear Captain Picard is banging that hot ensign or whatever. <laughs> They're watching the ship like it's, like, we're watching the ship. Do you think Picard and that ensign are doing it? <laughs> Weird. She was sitting really close to him. <laughs> Um, he just keeps pretending like he's asleep, which uh, for sure would not work out if they start cutting his arm off again. But yeah, um, he'd be like, "Oh no, <laughs> this went exactly how I hoped it wouldn't go." <laughs> but the Didn't relay emitter this. starts beeping, starts flashing. Yeah, uh, LaForge uh, locks in a subspace energy level of sixteen point two Kev. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for making those numbers. I'm sure Kevin is the sub the guy who fan finds out subspace exists, and that's why they name him Kevs. The Kevs. <laughs> he, they were like, "We'll oh, name yeah, these coals sure. after you," and he's like, "Nah, uh, no, Kevs." Kevs. <laughs> Kevin discovering subspace is like, "Oh yeah, for sure, there's subspace," and everyone's like, "I believe him." Um, they have like four minutes left before the containment field fails, so they um, they try to use the graviton pulse. But the aliens counteract it. They and they're like, "Oh shit! They have technology too." Yeah. Oh my god, my cat's jumping on stuff. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> That's why my door is shut, dude. They're like going nuts out yeah, there right my, now. I can mine hear them fighting. That's I'm talking to nobody, so they're like, "What? Pay attention to me." Yeah. <laughs> but like, uh, they try shifting to like random frequencies with the pulse, and they like compensate like apparently these aliens are like more advanced than the Borg because the Borg are like different Ahe- yeah. frequencies yeah they're like ahead of it like it's maybe they could see the future or something who knows right who fucking who knows? knows how subspace works who even knows about these click clacks dude these click clacks are fucking scaring me <laughs> Halloween <laughs> they're trying to keep the um the rift open so Riker's like now's my chance yeah he's kind of like 
<laughs> not laying down. He's kind of just like looking around, like yeah. And all none right. of them notice, I guess. because <laughs> yeah, they're like, all dumb fishmen. They're all they're wearing just... hoods, so they can't see bastards. Yeah, they don't have any peripheral vision, so they don't know what's going on. He he jumps up off his table like Mission Impossible style, and like does a combat roll across the room and mm-hmm. picks up uh, Rager, and. Uh, he shoots one of the aliens with his gun. He's like, bam! Yeah, he bitch. like shoots its foot, and then it just like goes, oh, it just falls over. Ah, my tiny feet! Ah, oh. my click clacky booping feet! My little boopers! <laughs> my boopers! You got my booper! <laughs> and it falls over and goes, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> Turns uh, into a strawberry. <laughs> he picks up. <laughs> Two cherries. He picks uh, Rager up and runs towards the the anomaly and just jumps the fuck into it. Yeah, like Brandon Braga through a giant pussy. Brandon Braga's behind that camera like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's gonna be a giant hole here, yeah. I can picture it in my mind's dick. I can see... (laughs) In my mind's dick. That's a good one. Keep that in the podcast. <laughs> uh, that's staying, and it all stays. It's all killer, no filler that's around true. here. This podcast, all killer, no filler, MTV. That's um, right. The aliens send, like, uh, a ghost writer from the PBS <laughs> show through the fucking <laughs> the hole, and it flies out of the hole totally into space. I forgot about this. You're right. That's what it is. Ghost writer, dude. And then, uh, weirdly enough, Wishbone comes out next. <laughs> He's dressed like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I'm Evil Mariotti, Wishbone. <laughs> the ghost writer apparently flies off back through time to Earth to teach some kids the meaning of reading. <laughs> Never to be seen again. Or question mark? <laughs> um, d- does the ghost writer come back in... Star Trek Online? Do they mention that? No, they. You kind of no. It does not. I'll do. I don't know, know what, what it is. is. The Ghost Rider goes back through time and impregnates Troy in that episode. Oh, the one with the the baby. Yeah, impregnates Troy with the ba- with the space baby and grows up into a space baby oh, and then leaves again. This is getting real Mel's holish over here, dude. I'm fucking making Star Trek TNG fan you, fiction about you've the Ghost been Rider. Watching, you've been watching X Files, I can tell. It's true. Watching X Files, like X Files, launched a million conspiracy theorists into the world, right? It's yeah. a lot of people's like or, origin point for when they got into conspiracy theories. And that's and that's kind of like right before the internet. So like, yeah. kind of everyone that and, and then the internet kind of pushed everyone into like we never landed on the moon. <laughs> yeah, and like I'm watching it and like it starts out like oh the government's keeping the secret of aliens existing from us and uh-huh. I'm like okay I, I get why people like got into conspiracy theories because of this. Right. And then it's like werewolves are real, vampires. I, I love those episodes though like those are my favorite the ones the creature from the black lagoon yeah, those are my favorite ones though i don't i don't know why i just think they're, they're fun. fun they're, they're yeah, super fun they're really cool and funny and they're like spooky in like a fun way like it's like very halloweeny like yes. halloween spooky fun right like i really i had a fun time especially watching the episode with the fish man the yeah. fish man that ends up in the toilet yeah, I, that's what is that like season three or something? Two? I think it's three. season two. Yeah, oh, like I gotta he, go back and watch he these. Fucking catches a ride 
he like breaks out of police custody. They're gonna take the fish man to jail. He's gotta go to prison. Regular for his human jail, yeah. And he cl- he like kills the the driver and he runs towards the sign that says lake this way. And I'm like, oh no, he's gonna live in the lake and be a monster. And he stops mm-hmm. five feet in. The lake sign is still behind him and climbs mm-hmm. in a porta pot. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why he did that. And they do a very creepy, like, slow pan down towards the porta potty hole, and you see his face in it. Yeah, I heard that's creepy. like a like an iconic X Files yeah. moment. It's supposed I remember to be that. creepy, but he's like up to his neck in human shit easily. <laughs> it's disgusting, dude. I would <laughs> fucking kill myself if I was in a porta. That would suck. Yeah, yeah, I'd, that would true. suck. I could I could hardly imagine a grosser situation than being dropped through the hole of a porta potty. It would be terrible. <laughs> Jesus, I wonder if anybody ever had their kid on a porta potty, and they like, fell they in, their, and the kid just fell in. Maybe. Did I tell the story of my friend who peed on his mom on this podcast before? Um, no, but go right ahead. <laughs> I didn't tell it on this. Maybe I told it on the continue cast. I don't remember. Yeah, uh, my friends, uh, they were twins. And their brother was older than them, so he could drink, like, when we were in high school. and But he still lived at home. And um, he came home one night, and he was wasted. And uh, he thought he was in, was in the bathroom, but he was in his mom and dad's room, and he peed, like, straight on his, their mom. <laughs> and she was like, oh, my God, Jimmy! And she, like, flipped the fuck out, dude. Oh, my God. Oh my god! So. I've never in my life been that drunk on any. Uh, some like, people, some any people inebriation. Get, yeah, like some people get that drunk where they don't like. I I've never done that. Like I've never. There's like I'm like drunk and then I'm like passed out. Right. I'm not like I'm gonna go piss on somebody because I think this is the bathroom. Like that's crazy. I've never peed anywhere that wasn't where I thought I was peeing. Exactly. <laughs> That's how you can tell whether you're too drunk or not. Yeah, I peed behind a Wawa once and pretended I was on the phone while there was just like, pee coming out of my two dicks. <laughs> Blasting. Blasting when piss. I, when I was a kid, I pissed like everywhere. Like I would just walk oh, yeah. over into the woods and pee, and like I would pee behind a building. Yeah, we peed. Dumpster. We peed off of roofs. We would climb on the shed and pee off the shed. Fucking wherever dude. wherever was nearby where I could pee was where I peed when I was younger. Let your pee free, man. That's what I say. Pee freely. Pee freely. <laughs> so, um, Jordy and Data use their tri- magic space tricorders and figure out that um, the 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 click clacks who are apparently sal salinogen based life forms yeah well, i don't sure. know what that is but um, it's like a not organic I guess. space I carbon based life forms yeah and they had created a pocket of normal universe in their universe so that we could be experimented on there sure and like putting a fish in a bucket that's what Riker yes. says putting a fish in a bucket. He's real pissed when he says it. Stupid fish. I hate fish. Buckets. We outlawed buckets for a reason. (laughs) And uh, the aliens had apparently tried to, uh, like, modify the atmosphere and the Enterprise so that they could be there. They were going to come and have all the people to experiment on they could ever want. Right. And Data's, like, being Data and seeing it completely, like, 
without any emotional ties at all or any idea of the emotions that anyone's having uh-huh. says they're probably explorers just like us. Right. Which is a wild thing to say. <laughs> right, with like data, context clues. And it, Riker's like, look, we escaped alive, but Hagler's fucking dead. And that they experimented dead, yeah. on crew members, so they had more than curiosity going for Yeah, them. they're buttholes, dude. They're assholes. Dude, speaking of X-Files, there's this fucking great episode where this guy, this like crazy dude has been abducted twice by aliens before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like in his bed, and they like do the whole thing where he's like locked in place, and the room right. flashes all white like it always does, and there's like a million aliens walking around him. Yeah. And he goes, not again! (laughs) (laughs) Not again! I love it. And then, like, later in the episode, he's like, you think the government doesn't know about this? The government's in on it! And it shows the scene from before, but the camera pans over, and there are two government, like, men in black agents peering around the corner. (laughs) Yeah, I love it, dude. Is Is that a... Uh, William Chung or whatever is it that one? No, it's not that, that one's that one's the craziest fucking one, man. The craziest one so far is that there was a space ghost that fucking took over this guy and made his face into the Mars face. That was the most That's ridiculous right. one so far. I always forget about season one and two. Oh man. It's probably for a reason. They're like, not some of them are really not good. <laughs> I looked up a top ten list of like the worst episodes of X Files and like almost all the episodes I've already watched are on. <laughs> yeah. Once you get to like four or five, the show gets like super good. When does the T one thousand replace Mulder? Like eight, season eight. Yeah. And then nine, and then I think he comes back for ten. That's the dumb one that they did. David but, Duchovny was like, I'm going to go be in Californication. <laughs> I have a sex problem. I'll be back. <laughs> Could, it's weird to me watching this show because it's fairly obvious that the writers of this show were like, look, we're working with two sex symbols here. Yeah. We got two of the sexiest people alive. <laughs> And it's fucking, David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson. Is that like, Gillian Anderson is very pretty, but like... Yeah. Yeah. And David Duchovny is the weirdest looking dude. He's nineties hot though. He's like Ross hot. Oh man, that's like you, that's like, mean to David Duchovny. I like, think. but it's the it's the same kind of body, like the it's same true. body type. It's true that like there's a scene where David Duchovny gets out of the pool like Mulder does, and he's wearing a speedo. And I was yeah, like, I remember that. Yeah, there were some stay at home moms that were like, ooh, yeah, they were chilling. They were chilling hard that night. Jake Gyllenhaal. Mulder. <laughs> Dude, uh, it's a fucking weak roads lyric. There's a lot of great actors in the world today. Vince Vaughn comes to mind. David, David Duchovny. <laughs> it's like, it's like people are like, yeah, David Duchovny's a big star. Dude, I fucking love that song. I know, me too. I have a friend who tried to sleep with David Duchovny. But jump Tom. Hey, wait, what? Yeah, my. I don't think she would care if I told her name, but uh, don't tell her name. I won't. <laughs> But uh, she lived in New York City for a while, and David Duchovny lived, I guess, on her block. And uh, he would smoke outside every day, and she would walk her dog. And she was like, yeah, I tried really hard to get him to notice me. And I was like, I was like, I don't know, David Duchovny was like a sex addict, and he didn't want to sleep with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what were you doing? 
He's too busy being a fucking world class actor right here with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> oh man, buckwheat. 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 <laughs> uh, fucking do yourself a favor. Go look up Buckwheat Groats Tom Hanks. Is yeah. fucking tour de force video. You'll never stop listening to it. Like we haven't. It's I think amazing. he. I think he showed it or the Conan or something. They showed it to him, and he was like, "This is great." <laughs> Tom Hanks has a great sense of humor. About yeah, he himself. does. He's like, yeah. My mom. Fucking... My mom loves Tom Hanks. Like my mom would like, f- like sleep with Tom Hanks. Like my mom loves him. Well, Tom Hanks is a good fucker. I hear. You think? Um, he's he'd be an attentive lover. <laughs> I fucking watched the David S. Pumpkins thing the other day, and I'm like, why is this funny? Why no, am I enjoying hilarious. this so much? It's, so, it's funny because it's like, it's made funnier, I think, to me, because I think SNL's so shitty now. Yeah. That, like, whenever they stumble upon something funny, you're like, wow, this is really funny. But there was a time when, like, David S. Pumpkins was, like, how funny SNL was all the time. You know what I mean? It's true. They, like... The reason David S. Pumpkins is so funny to me is how committed to the bit Tom Hanks is. Yeah, he's in it. He's acting the shit out of it. And there's also that one little... We're just fucking dissecting comedy now, but there's yeah. that one little nugget when they're like... They're complaining about David S. Pumpkins and like Keenan is yeah. the guy who's operating the elevator for the yeah. ride. And he's like taking up for him a bunch and then he finally goes, there's a hundred floors of terror. Not all of them are going to be winners. Yeah. <laughs> It just it's a little nugget of realism. Yeah, he just <laughs> concedes that like this is just a bit, right? It's I, I love that. <laughs> it's it's what Keenan was always best at with Kel yeah, is that yeah. he was the grounding force he that made like, Kel's ridiculous not not seem too outlandish. He's been around so long, man, and he's he's always funny. He's so good. He still does the same impressions that he did. I know, that, but it, it's, it's so even funny to it's me. even funnier now. I think because he's like, it's like he can do like no impressions. No, he doesn't. He plays people, but he doesn't change the way he no, acts. He doesn't. At all. Yeah, he's kind of like Norm Macdonald. Like Norm Macdonald would be like just Norm Macdonald, right? Doing an impression. That was that was my favorite though. Norm Macdonald just playing himself, playing someone else, playing somebody else. Yeah, it's like hilarious, or like. Uh, Tracy Morgan just being insane. Dude, Tracy Morgan played a ton of different people, but he also didn't change anything about his mannerisms because he's already so fucking funny. Yeah, man, making stuff for him and like writing with him had to like. How could you not love that? Like no. every day, that's you're gonna just you're gonna have like a fucking home run with him, no matter yeah. what you do. Yeah, because he's he that dude just he, is like he doesn't care. Like he would just go out there and be like whatever, like. He's he's the reason why I started watching Thirty Rock. Yeah, and he's still my favorite character on that show Playing by far. Himself, Tracy, not Tracy, Morgan. He plays Tracy Jordan. Jordan, yeah. <laughs> I love his two sidekicks, Grizz and Dot Com. Yeah, Dot Com, who are like super eloquent, high yeah. class gentlemen. Dot Com. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Anyway, this episode of Star Trek was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed I, the holy hell out of it. Like I, this, this is the perfect is really spooky good. Halloween episode. Yeah. We got we're going to have to think of more for next time, but this one's yeah. super spooky. Yeah, we'll have to do another one for our fourth year. Oh my god. Can you believe it? Next it'll be uh, next September will be 4 years. Nope. 
I'm not making it till then. <laughs> Josh, you better. You better fucking make it. I won't not make it. The universe won't see fit to release me from this hell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> if any uh, ship's counselors are listening out there. That wasn't a cry for help. It was just a normal, everyday depression talking. It's just a normal, everyday thing that normal people say. Yeah. Please help me. Please help me, God. Help me. <laughs> Go to Patreon. Help me, God. Help me. Uh, a little bit of a, a fun fact for today. Oh. Uh, it's not a John Larry Cat fun oh. fact, but I talked about this to Josh earlier, but the director, Brandon Braga, and Michael Pillar all hated the aliens in this episode, and they decided yeah. not to bring them back, even though the episode had an open ending that demanded it. It's cool that they don't, though, because, like, I mean, who cares about them, right? Like, they're not, like, not everything has to be the Borg, you know what I mean? Like, they, it's they true. can just be a weird aliens. It's it's one of those concepts that doesn't stand a second episode. Like, the fucking... No. Speaking of X-Files again, there's the episode with the guy who fucking, like, he eats livers to live forever and yeah. he can stretch himself, and they yeah. brought him back later? Yeah, they kind of, yeah, they, and it's like, the, the, the guy who plays that guy, is that the serial killer guy? Is he a serial killer? In he is. A, he's he's a serial killer. Yeah. Yeah, and he um he like lives forever or something, right? Yeah, he eats uh livers and then yeah. hibernates to live forever, and he, they brought him back. If it's the same guy, the actor who plays him is like super. He's super creepy. He I think he's the yeah, guy he is from very creepy. Yeah. What is he? For? He's from something. He's from a bunch of shit. I don't know his name though. But yeah, he's a really creepy actor. It must be weird to be, like, cast for that. Like, you go to Hollywood, like, I'm going to be a big star. Yeah, you get to be a serial I'm be, killer. I'm going to be a leading man. And they're like, your agent's like, all right, I got seven roles for you. And you're like, wow, seven? Yeah. Well, the Where guy are who, they? Oh, they're all serial killers. The guy who plays <laughs> Buffalo Bill in uh, Science of the Lambs is also in, uh, speaking of Tom Hanks, in the from the Earth to the Moon miniseries on HBO that oh, came yeah. out in the 90s. And he plays, uh, I think he plays... Uh, Alan Shepard, like the first American. Really? Speech. Yeah, and I'm like, that's fucking Buffalo Bill, guys. Like that guy is a fucking serial killer. You shot a serial killer in space. He's gonna kill aliens up there, uh, dude. Would, would you fuck me, Moon? I'd fuck me, Moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the dude that plays Lawn Suter in Voyager. Yeah. Literally never not played a serial. A killer. creepy weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> to the point where he stopped acting. He was like, ah, I don't feel like it anymore. I don't want to play a serial killer. You get tired again. of it. You just get sick of it. it He's sucks. like, I'll be a stage actor. You can do different roles in that. It would be different if he got if he was like on a show for ten like ten seasons, right? Playing that character, but yeah, like, but he he's li just plays the same character in everything. Everything, and it's different, all different yeah. shows, right? It's gotta suck. Like your agent's like, oh, I got you this new great big role. Oh, what is it? It's the same one you just did, but on a different show. Yeah, you're a, you're a nutcase again. You're a murderer. <laughs> you're a oh, psychopath. Good. We got this new role for you. You're a Nazi. Cool. <laughs> oh, well, I was a Nazi in the last movie. Oh, you're going to be a Nazi in the next one after this, too. What are, what are you saying? Yeah, what are you getting at here? <laughs> it's. I was reading the fucking write-up, the Wikipedia article for Cloud Atlas, because I was just curious. I'd never seen it. <laughs> what? And, All right. Uh, All right, there's a lot to unpack yeah, Unpack that for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was reading on. the Cloud Atlas, uh, I think because I saw a still of that one movie where Channing Tatum's an elf that the Wachowskis also made. Yeah, not Cloud Atlas, but yeah, it's Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending. Ascending. Yeah. yeah, 
the They're main character bad. in that movie is named Jupiter Jones. <laughs> yeah, that movie sucks. <laughs> but like, I looked up Cloud Atlas after I read about that one, and Tom Hanks um, is in that. Tom Hanks is in that. Yeah. Also, um, Holly Hugo Berry? Weaving is in it. He yeah. Plays like a ton of roles. Yeah. And uh, he also just plays a Nazi in it. Yeah. And like, you don't have to do that. You go weaving. You're like a big, big name. You don't he have plays to play a, a Nazi. Na- he stuff. plays a Nazi in Marvel too. He's the yeah, Red Skull. He's the Red Skull. Maybe there's something we don't know about old Hugo weaving. <laughs> he's also Elrond, the Naziest of all elves. I love Elrond. Elrond is like, I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> we are out of here. That's what he said. Elrond's like, yeah. So the the guy didn't throw the ring into the fire, and they're like, Elrond, why didn't you make him? Uh, anyway, my people are leaving the world Gotta now. go. <laughs> Why didn't you make them? Yeah, right. Uh, it would have been rude, so... I didn't want to <laughs> impose. I, find, I love Elrond. He's in, uh, he's in the new Star Trek Picard series, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, yeah, he's, uh, uh, Young Elrond. The Adventures of Young Elrond is in the name space. of yeah. space. He's a Romulan, I hear, actually. Yeah, you can tell because he's got long hair. They have long hair. Yeah, they definitely always did. Yeah, <laughs> they well, they're like have Vulcan space hair homeless now, so they get to have long hair. That's fun. If they do the STO route, which I'm assuming they're gonna steal a bunch of shit from it, you just have that feeling. That's fine, which is like better probably for the show. Uh, oh yeah, to steal the fucking ideas that good writers wrote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Then there's going to be, like, two Romuluses. Like, old Imperial Romulus is going to... Romulans are going to be trying to be uh, the old Empire ways. And then there's going to be, like, the new Romulans who are like, Freedom! And doing stuff cool! That's going to be how Good it Romulans and bad Romulans. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Uh, we forgot to take a break. Whatever. At any point, so I guess we're not gonna... Yeah, fuck uh, it. We can do whatever we want. Do whatever <laughs> the fuck we want. I am curious about what Picard is going to do with that character. Like... He is a space elf. Like, I he, love elves and stuff. I think yeah. they're cool. And I love the idea of space elves. Like, we talked about on emails once. I'm really interested in the idea of the Eldar from Warhammer, but I don't want to yeah. pay any money. So yeah, we, yeah. I don't get into it. Right. Um, but this is literally just a Tolkien elf in space. He looks like he doesn't fit in. No, uh, he doesn't. Not just because of the way he looks, which is, like, kind of ridiculous in my opinion, but, like... The actor just look, looks like he can't act next to these titans, you know? Like, like he looks fucking, a little baby faced. Yeah, true. like John Luke Picard, like Patrick Stewart is like incredible, right? Like, uh, and even like fuck, even like Seven and Nine, I would say is like a better, way better actor. Like Jerry Ryan's a way better actor than like this guy who's just like. I'm in Star Trek. Like that's how it feels. Well, to I me. thought he was a Vulcan because, like, in the few scenes we've seen of him, he has like no emotions. Right. They don't really show him. But he does have a sword. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're swords. They have swords. Um. That's that's really <laughs> they're stealing leaning from... the weight over a little for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like, you got a sword. They know. They know. I'm telling you, they're they're they're. It's STO. They're just gonna do that. They're gonna just do that. That's because they got swords and shit. I bet you it's, like, the sword of Romulus or something, you know? Like, it's, like, the, I have this ancient sword. It's, like, samurai-esque, right? That's what it's going to be. Which, I'd be fine with that, I think. Yeah. I'd be fine. Because I really, really fucking love swords. Yeah, I know. Me, too. I mean, I would fuck a sword if it didn't cut my wieners off. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could lose one. Could I, though? (laughs) (laughs) 
How am I going to make them sword fight each other? <laughs> The click clacks, uh, glad they didn't come back. Yeah, that's good. Good call. They didn't need to come back. It was a very good call. Like, this one-off scary alien is... I really... I kind of wish they hadn't have left it on a cliffhanger. Like, oh, we're going to bring these guys back. Yeah, it's kind of cool that they they do that and they don't do it, though. Because, like, not everything has to end, like... All like, we did it! You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of good sometimes to be like, well, that was fucked up. <laughs> it's true. I wonder why Rich Masters didn't do these guys in his season eight. Did he know about the Click Clacks? Did he know how cool I'm they sure were? he knew about the Click Clacks. But, I mean, maybe they're just too complex to write about. <laughs> it's true. Too nuanced of characters. Yeah, too hey, good of a villain. why didn't they do Dry Ice? Like at the bottom of like below the tables that so they it would look scarier. Maybe they thought it was lame. Uh, dry ice is never lame. It's always. Cool. I tend to agree. I don't think or like <laughs> fo- I don't think it's lame or like fog up the room a bit. Whatever. Yeah. Not everything they has to be done clear. Something the room is a little too clear. Yeah. It's, like they're they're definitely using yeah. a filter when they're filming in it, but it's not much of. It's one. almost fish eyed, and at certain points, it's almost like a fish eyed lens, which is fitting since they're fish monks. Which would make sense, yeah. I wonder, and I'm sure like a live viewer might be able to point Scream! point this out for me. Uh, <laughs> are the the click clacks the fish aliens from uh, no, the Luxana episode? Because they look very similar. The fish aliens have their eyes like on the sides of their head, and they're like real big. That's These true. are just like they have regular eyes. I think That's like forward facing predator eyes. See, I just thought that like that would be a super cost saving measure. Yeah. Just reuse those dumb suits. They knew that people would... They knew, like, that what they were dealing with in this show, right? Nerds would be like, in episode six, episode five of season six, yeah, uh, the what click I, That's what I just did, I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just making... I'm just doing, like, you now. Just making fun of me. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I often wonder, like, how much these fucking costumes cost that they use, like, once... Yeah, because they had to at least had two of these costumes. I mean, they got paid people like union rate, like their salary. Like, that's just, you just Paramount's just making costs. It's nineteen ninety two, ninety three. Fuck it, dude. It's We're true. just rolling around there's, in money at this point. There's that episode of X Files since I've been watching, and again, third references show. That's there's the, the episode Patrick. of X Files where there's the death fetishist. Yeah. And whatever the lights turned off, he's like in a full fuck body demon costume from head to yeah. toe. Yeah. And then the lights turn on and he's not in it anymore. And you only see it twice the whole episode. Right. And they had to make it. And I'm like, how much did that fucking cost? Yeah, man. Fox was like, spare no expense. <laughs> they do bring it back. He wear when they bring the character back later on and he he wears it when the lights are off again. I wear I wear that when the lights are off. But he's not a demon is the thing. Like he's just a guy. Like yeah, the, but you're supposed to be like, is he maybe he a demon? They don't is really get maybe? that across very well. Because well, like, yeah, the early ones are a little. They're straight up like, yeah, he he was a he had four older sisters and they all treated him like shit, so he went crazy and hates women. Yeah, I much like prefer the X Files is where they're like, oh, I'm a genie. What's your wishes? <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite. I'm ones. a werewolf. <laughs> I'm a vampire and I'm Luke Wilson. <laughs> I'm a vampire and I want to fuck Mulder. That's the last one I saw. Y'all them government city folk. Oh my god, with his fucking Billy Bob teeth. Oh, Jesus. It's so good, dude. 
fucking Rashomon as fuck. I love it. I absolutely love Mulder's reaction when he sees him. He's like he's taking like, a bite. He's like, Ugh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a Star Trek podcast, though. Oh, uh, yeah. I think we've probably said everything there is to say about this episode. What do you think? Yeah, no, this episode's great. It's like a really, it's a classic. Lesser known classic, but a classic. Let's think. let's take a minute out of this, Josh. Uh, tell me about this that time of year, like it's right before Halloween, probably a day mm-hmm. before when this comes out. Mm-hmm. What's a great movie to watch on Halloween? Uh, I don't like scary movies. Not that I don't like them, but like I never got into horror as a genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are some of my favorite Halloween movies? Yeah. Um. Let's see. I like the. Was it that that anthology movie trick or treat trick, yeah, or, trick treat or treat i haven't watched it but fun. i hear it's fucking really good it's fun it's like goofy and like ridiculous and like kind of scary but not really it's su- it's just super silly uh i like that movie a lot uh i like to watch like uh stranger things that i'll watch again on like throughout oh, october yeah. i love stranger things Stra- Stra- sabrina i'll watch again because it's like they're witches. And oh, it's stuff. very. The, I think it starts and ends on Halloween. <laughs> yeah, the first season is like October twentieth or whatever, and then it goes up to Halloween. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Rocky Horror is good. It's the only musical I'll ever watch because I hate musicals. What about the Blues Brothers? The Blues Brothers? That that's is a, a Halloween. <laughs> oh no, that doesn't count. That's the Blues. That's too funny to be a musical. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like furiously typing. What? What about the funny ones that the guys from South Park? They're saying that. Uh, I don't know. What? What are some that you like? Oh, the movie House from the eighties, <laughs> not the the TV show House. House. Houseu. House. The Japanese one. No, it's called House. Hmm. I don't know that it's, one. It's got Bull from Night Court in it, so you would love it. Okay, so it sounds great right off the bat. Uh, we should watch it at some point. Put it on the list. But I'm afraid that you're going to be like, this movie's terrible, because it is. That's fine. We've watched one good movie and one bad movie. As a matter of fact, if you would go right now to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, you could find two commentary tracks by us. One for uh, the Jackie Chan classic Rumble in the Bronx. Amazing movie. And one for the, I can't remember anyone's in the movie, classic Beefmaster (laughs) 2. Mark Singer? Mark Winger? Oh. Mark Singer? Wings Hauser. Wings Hauser is the bad guy. Wings Hauser classic. (laughs) Beastmaster 2. (laughs) Around Halloween, like, I fucking love, like, I always want to watch The Thing. It's, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. That movie rules, yeah. Fucking love The Thing. I just, like, Halloween before last, I'd never watched Monster Squad before. Oh, Monster Squad's amazing. Monster Squad is fucking amazing, and I'm just super sad I didn't see it when I was a kid. No, Monster Squad is, is great. Yeah, that's a great Halloween movie. Monster Squad is fucking great. Like, I love the Hammer Horror movies with, like, Christopher Lee playing Dracula. Dracula. I have a biography about him. I have to read it. Christopher Lee's great. That guy was, like, an assassin in World War II. Like, he killed dudes with knives. (laughs) Like, he's crazy. He he came up behind him with that voice of his. He was like, time Uh, to die. And he was like, they're like, Dracula? Dracula's here? Uh, Yeah, he plays... plays, Oh, my God, it's Dracula. (laughs) He plays Frankenstein in a movie as well, like, the monster. And all the Hammer Horror movies are Christopher Lee and Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. What's, uh, What's that guy's name? Fuck. Shit, 
I can't Peter remember. Cushing. Yeah, Peter Cushing. He plays yeah. the coolest version of Helsing, Van Helsing ever. That's cool. He's so great. Like he he goes to Dracula's castle with like a stake and a gun and like yeah. this fucking pimp jacket with this big fur collar. Oh yeah, man. If you were a Van Helsing, you needed a pimp jacket. It's true. And he like fist fights Dracula. It's fucking amazing. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, definitely like the. The like scary, scary horror movies is like I don't. Uh, a lot of them are very thin on plot. Yeah, which is, they're like, not great. Kind of boring. Yeah, I think that horror movies are kind of boring. To be honest, like I don't, I don't like them because they're just like, okay, whatever. I like them when they're really, they're either really bad or really yeah. fun. That's my if, favorite. If they're fun, they're they're really kind of like that's what I like too if yeah. they're fun. Evil Dead 2. Uh, yeah. It's like always a classic. Like, I fucking like to. Army of Darkness where it's just Army at this point they're just like what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Ash versus Evil Dead's another good show that's like really fun. Oh yeah, I love Ash versus Evil yeah, Dead. That's, that's a great a good show. show. Um fucking plug in your uh, Sega Genesis and put in Splatterhouse. That's mm-hmm. a classic. Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> Toe Jam and Earl. It's a good one. <laughs> Red Panic on Funkatron. That's my jam. Fuck yeah, I love that game. But yeah, like <laughs> I, I definitely recommend the Hammer Horror movies though. They're really yeah. also don't watch the Wolfman, the like Universal one. God damn, that movie's boring. Like what's that? Like the the Universal Pictures original, like the Wolfman. Yeah. That was like from the forties or whatever. Yeah, like the like the forty the fifties one. Yeah. Yeah. No. Like, cause we watched a bunch of Universal movies one year, and like Dracula still holds up and it's fun. Uh-huh. Frankenstein still holds up and it's fun. The Mummy is even fun. Yeah. Uh, the Wolfman was like the most painful hour and a half of my life. It was yeah, so they didn't fucking give him a good plot. Yeah, nothing happens. Have you ever seen movie. the original The Thing? Yeah, The Thing from Outer Space. The where it's like a spaceman. Yeah. We used to watch the shit out of that when we were kids. That's a fun movie. It it's is. like really dumb. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's but it's like it's great. If it's you want like a it. really stupid horror movie that you're gonna enjoy, go watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Beep, 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 beep. Dude, oh my god, that movie. Oh, that man. movie is uh, ungodly terrible, but it's, it's so fun. That song, man, the fucking, the, whatever, whoever does that song. I had a, like an MP3 of it for a long time. It would come up and I'd be like, no, no more Killer Clowns <laughs> theme. What about the, uh, the the Garbage Pail Kids movie? Is that a Halloween movie? It's terrifying looking, yeah. Yeah, they sing a song about like helping each other. What's a... I'm having trouble thinking of, like, the Halloween movies I like, and I asked the question. It's tough, because, like, I go through, like, moods. Like, it's got to be the right mood. Oh, yeah. I, I find that the fun ones are more, f- like, my speed. Like, the the, the kind of goofy, like, not, doesn't take themselves too seriously. Like, we all like we all have seen, like, Freddy and fucking Nightmare on Elm Street and that all that That doesn't take shit. itself too seriously at a certain point. <laughs> at a certain point, but, like, at, you know, early on, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. Jason, Freddy. You know what's a great movie to watch that, like, I haven't seen in a long time and I really would like to see again? Hmm. I loved it when I was a kid. It's Casper. Oh, I was just talking about Casper the The other day. The 95 Casper. I loved it as a kid. With Christina Ricci? Yeah, I liked it, but, like, Christina Ricci was, like, my one of my first crushes. And, I think like, everybody I still think Christina. she's gorgeous. So. No, me too. I love Christina Ricci. Like, she, we grew up together. <laughs> she looks like 
crazy enough for me to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you should pick up Twitches. I think that's a classic. Twitches. Twitches. <laughs> T and Tamara Maori movie. Twitches. <laughs> Does Young Frankenstein count as a horror? Yeah, Young Frankenstein <laughs> counts. Cause, yeah, it counts. Ernest Scared Stupid. Classic. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> really, uh, I would love to be able to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark again. Uh, Zane has the DVDs of them. Oh, man. Lucky. Like We used to go over there on Halloween and watch them and just hang out and get drunk and watch them. Like... Some of those legit scared me as a kid. Like, I was never afraid of Goosebumps as a kid. No, Goosebumps, nah, nah. But, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes? Some of them, like, legit scared me. I hear the new one's good. I haven't seen it. There's I didn't a, know they started that. They yet. remade it. I, I, somebody, I saw it, I think. Somebody Damn. was tweeting about it. You should uh, check out Spooky Buddies, the Airbud sequel, with the buddies <laughs> in it. That's pretty scary. As, are the buddies his his puppies? Yeah, that's a pretty scary one. Spooky buddies. Yeah, yeah. Whenever there's puppies, I'm definitely afraid. A curious George, a Halloween adventure. That's a pretty scary <laughs> one. Uh, like a lot of horror movies are kind of garbage. Is the problem? Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. They're like, they're they're lame. Like I think horror is lame in the sense that it's such a like it's so difficult to make an interesting horror movie. And most people don't ever do that. Like, they never get close to it. They're just dumb. Like, some, like I like horror as a genre more than Josh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like, I haven't seen Get Out, but I've heard nothing yeah, good about it. I'd love to see either, that yeah. one. What about the Vavitch? The Although, V-Vitch. the Vavitch is fucking amazing. I would, I like, definitely say Vavitch. check out the Vavitch. I almost passed out during The Exorcist when she was getting needles in her. Oh, you got a needle problem? Oh, I can't do needles, dude. Are you crazy? The needle problems. You should check out uh, Casper meets Wendy with Hilary Duff. That's pretty scary. <laughs> I've seen a lot of these. I'm looking at a list now. Oh, Science of the Lambs is on here. That's a good one. Science of the Land. We talked about that earlier. Uh, Goosebumps. Star- is Clue a Halloween movie? Because if so, <laughs> fucking watch that. Clue, yeah, Clue fucking rules. rules. Let's just say it is. It is. It's sure. Fun. Clue is, like, one of my favorite movies of all time. I the fucking first, love Clue. The first Saw is great. The first Saw movie is I great. did not like any Saw. I think they're all... You didn't see that? The first one's good. You didn't see that one? I did see that one. I did not like it. I've seen The Ring, but I don't remember anything from it. Little Shop of Horrors. That's a fun one. Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> the Sleepy Hollow with Johnny Depp and Christina Ricci, because Christina Christi- Ricci's in it. Adam's Family 1. Adam's Family 2. Family Values. <laughs> Yeah, any Adams Family fucking pitch yeah. that hard. Two is funny. Two is really funny. Yeah, like, I fucking love the. They had the perfect cast for that movie. Yeah, that was good. Uh, the Haunted Mansion starring Eddie Murphy. That's a classic. <laughs> you know, check that out. Yeah. Uh, that's a good E.T., fuck off. That's not a Halloween movie. What are you doing? No, yeah, that's bullshit. The There's Craft. A- Check out The Craft. It's a good one. The Craft. I haven't seen The Craft since seventh grade. The Craft is a good one. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is sure spooky. I would say. Is that, that on one there? Up. That's on that list there. It's huh? on this li- oh yeah, I forgot about Gremlins. Fuck yeah, Gremlins, Gremlins too. Check that. That's shit. more like Christmas. Ow. I always think Gremlins is a Christmas movie. It's true. It's it's a Christmas Ween movie. Christmas Ween. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Christmas Ween. 
Ghostbusters, fucking oh yeah, yeah, yeah. always oh, got yeah. a Bustin always makes me feel good. Bustin makes me feel good. <laughs> I love those movies. I'll even go to bat for two. I, but one yeah, I isn't. One's amazing. One's like perfect. It's a perfect movie. It's great. One is literally they were like, we have these four funny dudes. We're just gonna yeah. let them do their shit. We're yep. just gonna let them loose. Yep, it's great. There's, there's. I love their. There's like what they would do with those guys back in the day in the 80s like they would like make each other laugh in the movie and they would leave it in the movie i think that's amazing yeah like they would break and they would laugh and they would leave it in that's like a legitimate moment where the audience is gonna laugh it's real it's like a real moment yeah where you're like oh man that's really funny i think that's probably enough for um recommendations for halloween stuff get spooky today's your last day get on it look if you aren't spooky today or tomorrow you can't be spooky for fucking 365 days so you yeah. better get spooky you want to wear black cool but be spooky to do it if you're not spooky you're not allowed to wear black if you're not spooky molder you can't wear black man maybe this year's the year that somebody finally gives me a human skull for christmas here's hoping god damn what's going on you you would actually want like a real human skull. Yeah, I would. That's that's icky. I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> Bonus points if it's haunted. Well, of course it's haunted. Yeah, I it's want been it to be sold. Haunted. Yeah, but maybe he let it like, or they like sold their skull to science. Who knows? I'm, I look. Mean, if maybe. nobody gives me one, I'm just gonna have to go out and get one, and we all don't want that. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of cemeteries around where you yeah. live, I'm sure. There's also, like, seven and a half billion human skulls walking around. <laughs> Not liking where this is going, so I'm going to go ahead and end the show. <laughs> I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in and listening to us ramble about our absolute favorite things. And if you'd yeah. like to be a part of the Star Trek Circle Jerk along with us, then you can send us an email for our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com. Or nice. follow us on Twitter at M-Class Podcast. You can uh, also become our patron at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast if you'd like to support what we do. If you're a big fan, if you're a little fan, and you just got a lot of money. Or a medium whatever. fan. Whatever size you are. Extra large? Sure. Small? Whatever. Petite. Size zero. Uh, I'd also like to give a very special thanks to Vitizen for the use of his track Outer Space Race for our theme song. Thank you, Vitizen, sweetie. <laughs> you can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. Thank you so much, Vitizen. It rules. I listen to it when I don't have to. It's so fucking good. It's really dude. good. I know. It's like stupidly good. It is a banger <laughs> and a half. Yep. Uh, thanks, everybody, again for tuning in, and we'll be back in two weeks with more M Class Goodness.
I'm mentally ill.